Law Nation, really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in. Be sure, be sure to hit that notification bell. I go live at different times throughout the day. And for the information that rules the nation, you guys know we got to talk about this Cowboys. C.D. Lamb, the right way, the best way. Can he be C.D. Lamb? <laughs> That's how my guy, the playmaker. That's how he called him. And, of course, we will talk about other news that's flowing through the Cowboys community. Shout out to the HBO squad. I really appreciate you guys so much for being part of this thing. Let's go. Like I said, the name. Law Nation. Let's go. Check out the website, by the way. It's still under construction. But, baby, it's going to be a good one. That is LawNationSports.com. It's mine, though. <laughs> Regulated, baby. So for all of the news and information, check out LawNationSports.com. Bring it right here. We ain't going anywhere. Let's go. Shout out to the HBOs again. Shout out to your Watson, I see in the chat. He said he do not trust C.D. Lamb. We'll talk about that too. Appreciate you for steering the conversation. Let's go. Come on, nation. All right. What's up, everybody? Like I said, the name is Law Nation, and it's no days off, right? Keep saying it, no days off. <laughs> and it's always a pleasure speaking to you guys and or speaking with you guys and letting you guys know what's on my mind, what's on my mental, right? And before we go further into the conversational piece, I would love to tell you guys, C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, both of those guys been given a situation where as since day one, they've been treated like they are fifth and sixth year veterans. I can't make this stuff up. Heavy is the crown. I get it. I understand it. But I love when I hear people say, ah, Trayvon Diggs. He's not elite. He get burned. He gives up a lot of yards, blah, blah, blah. And I was sitting there thinking, and it just hit me. God, dog, it was his second year. His second year in the National Football League. Ever. Right? Ever, 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 ever. And people are holding him accountable to the things that they say that Jalen Ramsey do. And I looked and I sit back and I thought, and I said, man, don't you guys know with a little bit of homework, you would have seen that Jalen Ramsey gave up the same amount of yards with less INTs that Trayvon Diggs did last year in his third season. 
But people hold Trayvon Diggs to a, a hard degree. They don't, they don't, they look at it like it hit me like, oh, Trayvon Diggs must have been in the league for six, seven years. And the same could be said about C.D. Lamb. <laughs> now behold the Lamb. <laughs> I got a, a guy uh, uh, on Twitter. He literally said, hey, hey, Lamb is not elite. Boy, sugar, we know. I wonder what Jerry Rice did in his second year. The playmaker did in his second year. Right? There's only a few Randy Mosses of the world that just come out of the gates. Or the Megatrons that come out of the gates. But those are, yes, legends beyond legends. But allow the young fish to learn the swimming pool or the bowl. That's a better way to say it. Now, do C.D. Lamb got his flaws? Yes. But majority of the wide receivers that you fall to, to be in love with, it took them time. Cooper Cup, it took him time. Last year was by far Cooper Cup best year ever, right? But he wasn't doing it every year, right? And when we start to contextualize everything that C.D. Lamb did, he would have been, without using the word, the magical word, would have. Shout out to you, JR214. Oh, my gosh. She says the the hate on Diggs is drier than Popeye's biscuit. You know, put a little honey on that biscuit. It'll make it moist, a little bit moist. But, yeah, you're right, them Popeye's biscuit dry. Low-key churches probably have the best biscuits, but the worst chicken, Right. <laughs> you order chicken from churches. He's like, hey, that's a whole baby leg. How I get that? That chicken was, was a that was a giraffe, what? That wasn't no chicken. But neither here nor there. Appreciate you, JR214. And and I get it, man. You know what? I don't want you guys to pull back on this team at all. This is not what law is begging cowboy fans to do right i want us to keep the same energy i really want us to continue to have the doubts i really want us i don't want you guys to be blind faith walking into this thing saying to yourselves saying to ashanique with pookie and ray ray that the Cowboys gonna go win the super bowl every year i don't want you guys now that could be your standard but I don't want you guys to change your mind, right? I'm not here to change your mind at all. Remember, those convinced against their will is of the same opinion still, right? Literally, I'm going back and forth. It just hit me. <laughs> I said, let me take the high road and get up out of this. Because my argument just yesterday on Twitter, and shout out to the Twitter community, my argument was when I pulled up, let me pull up Dak. No, let me, let me not pull up Dak right now, but let me pull up Dez Bryant. And, and hold on, hold on. Give me one second. Let me, let me build it. Let me build this uh, program up better so that when I pull it up, you guys can see what I'm talking about. And this is the thing. The community is so toxic that Romo is fighting words, right? Dez is fighting words, right? Dak Prescott thrown into the lumps, fighting words. 
fighting it's literally fighting words it's not like you can't love both you got to love one and hate the other naturally people fail to realize in my quarterback orders and this is just minds the best quarterback I ever seen with my natural eyes Troy Aikman on that list this is my order before I pull this up See, I'm prefacing everything so you guys can understand the psyche of law. Number one quarterback is Troy Aikman. The number two quarterback that I've seen play remarkable, Tony Romo. The number three quarterback that I have on that list is Dak Prescott. And the number fourth quarterback will be Roger, Roger Starback. I didn't get a chance to see Roger Starback, by the way. I didn't get a chance. I was I grew up in the Danny White era. era. Danny White was good, but my understanding and contextualizing football wasn't to where it was when I got a chance to dissect and diagnose Troy. So my point of view will be different from the old school cats, right? Now, that doesn't mean that I hate Dak Prescott because I got Tony Romo just above Dak. But before we blow out the light on Dak, I truly believe if Dak can get one Super Bowl, he will he will sir, he will leapfrog Tony and leapfrog Troy with just one. But here's the thing. In the next three years, Dak Prescott collectively will be so far ahead of Tony. (laughs) It'll be be me changing that whole order, Troy, Dak, and then Tony. But the sun have yet to set on Dak Prescott's career. I cannot compare Dak to Tony as if Dak played 14 years. He haven't. But both of those guys are my boys. But what people tend to do is they want to paint you into a corner to hate one and elevate the other. That's crazy. I literally said on Twitter, because they was pretty much saying, and I was just pretty much going over everything as it relates to Dak Prescott, and the possibilities of what can happen with their I say, C.D. Lamb. And I'm not going to read the tweets. It's just toxic, but I'm going to talk about it, right? <laughs> you guys follow along with me, then we'll play some audio. Here we go right here. Dez Bryant. We talked about this. This is his third year, his first time having over 1,000 yards in one season. And I believe after this year he had consecutive years of 1,000 yards because this was 2012 and then 2013, remarkable. And then 2014, we all know the story, right? This is prime days. And I said, man, C.D. Lamb literally didn't even bring up Tony, right? I said, man, C.D. Lamb could have these type of numbers 
which is realistic. It's not beyond unreasonable, right, or impossible. I think especially in 17-week years or what have you, 17-week seasons, I meant to say, this is, this is quite possible. 1,300 yards, 92 receptions, and 12 tubs. And the tons of people that I got on Twitter. Ah, it would happen if you had Tony Romo. And I, I, I looked up Tony Romo's stats for this particular season. And one was arguing that, yeah, those stats are glorious, right? Nice. And I, and I literally said, if Dak Prescott threw 19 interceptions, regardless of the level of talent, you guys will reverse crucifix him. Y'all will crucify Dak Prescott upside down. If, he, if Dak Prescott threw for 19 INTs, FBI, open up! you guys would not have it. You guys would not be able to digest that. One went to a degree saying it was a whole different world in 2012. No, it's the same world. Spent the same time, same sun, same moon. Same world. So right now, I'm going to ask you guys that's watching right now. If Dak Prescott threw 19 interceptions in one season, what would you do? Because that's what happened in this year. You wouldn't give him the longitudes nor the latitudes to be able to do the things that Tony Romo were able to do or was able to do. I know it with absolute facts. Because y'all whined and moaned and cried about the 10 interceptions. I can only imagine if nine more. You would whine, cry, and moan. I would, I would love, since it's too early to put the B word in there, but I'm just going to say moan. You make it such. You make it such a Dak Prescott versus Romo. And then you begin to comb through this team and this team and that team. Romo had his team. We had literally people fail to realize with amnesia. 13 Pro Bowlers. And out of the 13 Pro Bowlers at one season, seven or six of them were all pros. Look it up. I could be off on all pro numbers, but I know it was a lot of numbers of all pros. So stop it. We had talent. I went over this on so many levels of literally saying that if you had a head coach under Tony Romo, he would have been seen or perceived to be seen as your Aaron Rodgers or as your Drew Brees. But y'all fail to realize we had Jason Garrett. That's been the biggest downfall of the Cowboys era for a long time. 
of holding on to Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett is a cool guy. Brilliant guy. You shake, you got a strong grip. You shake, you shake his hand. You, you, he be like, God the hoe, Jason, God the hoe. But we keep fighting the same thing. Come on. During the era of Tony Romo, you had these quarterbacks out there. I'm going off the top of my dome. Of course, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Those were your top, 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 top guys. And then you had your Michael Vicks of the world's, of course. But I'm pulling whip number nine in that era all day. But we had Jason Garrett, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, and your boy came on the tail end of that of that spell. Now he's in Denverland, and I can't wait to see what Russell Wilson is going to do over there, right? But for the majority of that time frame, Tony was up there. And you can't convince me otherwise to say that he he was not up there in that, in that era. But his son done set on him. <laughs> now, now, it's just that right now that the Tom Brady, I, I don't know what Tom Brady, you know, his wife came out and said she practiced witchcraft and everything and, and worshiped the sun and the moon and, and the trees and, and blood offerings and stuff like that. That was his wife, you know, so... <laughs> Maybe maybe that stuff is all the all the way real real, you know. She 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 literally tell him like, hey, you gotta drink this lamb blood and and walk around the house fifteen times and don't brush your teeth for a week. And Eli, yeah, Eli was in that era, but you can't tell me if you had a choice and you said Eli or Tony, and if health wasn't a situation in coaching. Because it's quite it's strange. And Cam Newton was in that era too, right? Uh, Cam Newton, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cam Newton was in that era. But appreciate everybody. Shout out to you, John John. So let's stop. Let, look, please. Retire Tony Romo. Let's stop that this guy was some perfect person. Right? But 19 interceptions, man, I promise you guys. Shoot. Eli was clutching the playoff. Or was that Tom Coughlin? How many Super Bowls did they have after that coach done left the building? They were so ready to get rid of that coach. That coach, man, was prepared. That coach was prepared, baby. I would look if you pick up that coach, and I know that he had his warts. What's the name? Tom Coughlin. What was that? That was his name. Because here's the thing: the Cowboys missed their golden opportunity because they had no business going out there to Cowboy Land. No business. No business talking about we going to relax. Yep, Coughlin. Yep, Tom Coughlin. How many Super Bowls they got since he departed, right? It's a di- it's levels to this. And shout out to Wade Phillips. I, I, you know, 
He's a brilliant, brilliant defensive coordinator. He had no business being a head coach. No business wrecking that Ferrari, basically. <sighs> Those boys was unstoppable. The only team that could literally slow down the Cowboys in 07 was the Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. The Patriots. The game goes down to inches, man. You want to know how the people that makes all of these excuses. But the reality was in 07, go back and watch. The Patrick Creighton drop didn't even happen in the fourth quarter. Go back and watch. Them boys was not on the same page that Patrick Creighton dropped. Can somebody put in the chat when that drop happened? People still talking about that to this day. But neither here nor there. We got 2022 season around the way. And we got a wide receiver that when me and Big Game James, Boss Cowboy, in the OC, we was talking about what Bobby Belt had to say to what was being echoed and spread in the Cowboys front office about C.D. Lamb. He's not that dog. He's really not that aggressive. And sometimes in life, you do not ascend until that alpha, the true alpha dog, leaves. Will that alpha male leave? Sometimes you can get overshadowed and overlooked because someone else's presence could just be more than you or they just know more than you. But when they leave, it's now your time to be behind the wheel. It's now your time to drive. There's a good scripture out there that the leader said to the people and his disciples and to the people that let those who have ears hear. Greater works will you do. You will do better or greater than what I've done. But before he came, there was a lot of situations whereas, hey, man, I'm cool. I can baptize you with water, but there's going to be somebody that will baptize you with fire. But even if 
that's the situation and scenario if you don't want to take it there from a biblical aspect. I'm just talking around the conversation for you guys and let it fill in where it may. That there's a situation that the power of one person, he had to touch to heal you. Or you had to touch the garment to get healed. But if you read further, and I'm not telling you what to do, but if you read further and contextualize it, that he said greater works will you do. That when he began to study his craft, when the person that was healing folks with the hem of his garment, that the next person was walking around the town and he became so powerful that he was healing folks with his shadow. Let that sink in. Let that one sink in. And people going to be like, oh, let me read, let me read up and catch up with law. No, who was that person who was healing folks with his shadow? Just his shadow was able to heal some folks. Let that one sink in. So C.D. Lamb is heading into his third season. His first two seasons, he was under... the cloud of Amari Cooper. He was under the mindset of learning of what Amari Cooper was teaching him and telling him what to do. Law, do you have any information on that? Yeah, let's play this audio. That's what, that's what we could do. <laughs> that's just me and my competitiveness. Uh, that's in my nature. It's kind of what makes you feel that way? That's just me and my competitiveness. Uh, that's in my nature. It's kind of how I grew up playing football. I'm always ready for, you know, my name to be called. Are you still in touch with Amari? Of course. Yeah. Of course. What, are you, what is he saying? What are you saying? <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep that. I'm there you go. Raps, but uh, that's my guy. Uh, been a great relationship with him. What about on the field? How different do you... Can y'all hear the audio? ...system too, beyond just getting more balls, but are they moving you around more? Yeah, most definitely. It's a lot. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, movement, positioning. But uh, that's all for the better and kind of helping me grow as a player. You know what I'm saying? Understanding different looks understanding how the defense is going to play, and understanding my approach. Uh, so there's different ways you can look at it, but you got to find you got to find a happy medium. What's your focus on in terms of developing and taking that next step as a player? Uh, most importantly, just stepping up regardless in any situation. First down, second down, just always being that guy, you know, that everyone can count on. And, um, and by everyone, I mean everyone else in this locker room. Uh, I want to be accounted for. And, uh, I want to be that guy. What's the key to make this offense not just productive, but as efficient as possible? <laughs> Simi, move. Uh, but uh, just looking up, just keep building up what we already started. Um, obviously, we, I mean, I don't like to talk about the past, but in the past we've kind of had, you know, a bit of success offensively, uh, moving the ball, scoring touchdowns, but we got to show out in the postseason um, and put it all together. He brings a lot of energy, swag. Uh, he understands. He understands us as as players and uh, as people. Um, he treats us as such, and uh, 
as soon as I got in, I understood. I knew he was the man for the job. And on yeah. the field, does he do different things? Does does he do things differently on the field, or have you doing things differently than Adam had you do? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit of the same, and that's why I feel like. You know, I clicked with him so early. Uh, coming in, he kind of, me and Coach Henry, we had we built a great relationship. That's my guy on him, off the field. Still talk to him to this day. And uh, I'll check in. That's good. With Amari gone and Michael's getting back, he's working through his rehab, you seem to really take pride in being that one and, and being that guy from your point forward. Well, why, why is that so important to you? Why do you embrace it the way you do? Uh, Honestly, I, I have no idea. I feel like that's just a part of me. Um, just being that guy and kind of being accounted for from everyone. You know what I'm saying? If if I don't get going, nothing is going. Honestly, and that's what and that's how I feel and that's how I approach the game. You know, just having this, you know, this pressure, if you will, um, on my back. I mean, it's it's, it's whatever. <laughs> that Joker said it's whatever to have that pressure on his back and his competitiveness. You know, he's saying that hey. Bring it. I'm right here. I ain't going nowhere. And whatever need to be done, I'm there. He said he still reach out to a coop. He still reach out to his old wide receiver coach, Henry, and as well as he liked the new coach. So are there a lot of people that he's reaching out to? Yeah, but there's always things that you need in order to gain. And my thing is this, too. Never never look at someone who's willing to learn as docile. You know, the hardest thing to do is take humility with dignity. The hardest thing to do is to really, it's hard to do, but it's really easy to do. Humbleness is, is, is hard, but it's easy, but that's growth. Saying, hey, I'm trying to be better than than what I was two days ago, three days ago, or just last night. I'm trying to do things better. Right? So don't look at it like, ah, this person is soft because they no longer want to drink water out of the faucet. Well, no, they might have did their homework and understood that, hey, the water in the out of the faucet got a lot of stuff that's added to it. It might clog up my pineal gland, you know. <laughs> let me get some alkaline water. Oh, let me do some more research. Let me obtain more water from fruit versus getting water out of a faucet. Oh, let me do some more research. Oh, man, you you, you just, you see, there's some valuable information to you guys. You might want to write it down. Law, you just capping. No, I, I did my research. Oh, I, oh, it's okay. The water is in the plastic bottle. I can leave it in the car and let the sunlight hit it. No. Oh, man, you just weak. You can't drink water out of a plastic bottle that left in the sunlight in the car. No. Because what plastic do when the heat hit it, it expands. Right? Chemicals from that plastic is now in the water, and now you're drinking it. But I'm drinking my eight glasses, or I'm drinking my eight ounces or what have you eight bottles of water a day law why 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 i'm not healthy because of the process oh man you just weak man you drinking you, you scared to drink water out of the bottle no research <laughs> we 
boy, y'all gonna get some education one way or another. And I still include it in football. Has your locker been next to Dak? We haven't been in here a while. So nah, I haven't. Did you ask for it, or did they do that? Or actually, Dak did. He was here before me, but then like we had talked like weeks prior before. Mm-hmm. Actually, we all you know uh, happened to be here, but yeah, no, nah, we kind of came together. Like I need to be next to him, and we got to get this ball rolling. What was yeah. the locker last year? Brandon Smith. Yeah. <laughs> over there. Okay. On the Way side over there. there. Yeah. On the other side of the seat. Are you sitting next to him in meetings? Also, I know that was something Amari. We're in the same room. Yeah. We're in the same room. See, how much is being that guy being more vocal leadership in the receiver room? Because MG talked about that too. If I need to be more vocal stepping up with Amari gone, how much it is? It's very important uh, because obviously I wasn't I wasn't young too long ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was all in Amari's ear. Yes, I'm sure he was tired of me asking questions, but I mean he gave me an answer for every question I needed. So therefore, I want to pass the wealth. And um, if those guys need me, you know I'm already there. I'm, and they know that. And uh, as far as growing, I'm, I'm still learning from my coach. If I have a question about myself, I'm asking him. Like, let me know whatever you see that's wrong, and I will get it fixed. But just, and that all comes with chemistry and, and just bond. Oh, man. It, <laughs> whatever you see that's So, you guys must understand is that he, man, he said, man, he asked, he asked Amari Cooper so many questions. Like, hey, man, what to do this? What would do with that? What do with this? What would do with that? How do I need to be at this situation? Now, there was another guy way back in the day, you know, by the name of Ter- Terrell Owens. Before he got the name T.O. Terrell Owens, you know. He was all in the ears and in the face of Jerry Rice, right? Why you do this? Why you do that? Why you wear these tights? Why you have the towel hanging out? It was literally the obsession, just like what a lot of people did with Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> they emulated everything that he did to the point that, like, my guy Kobe Bryant, shoot, he tried to stick his tongue out, you know, and dunk. Shoot, he, he was wearing everything like Jordan, the baggy shorts or what have you. But that doesn't mean that just because you imitate someone that you beta. No, I don't mean that. You're just trying to grab hold to greatness of what they're doing. Hmm? So hopefully this will all work its way out. And hopefully this will be that situation and scenario. Yeah, yeah, Adams. <laughs> Yeah, now he's T.O. Yeah, now he's T.O. But when he was before he was T.O., when he had the little mini afro, little, well, 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 he had the hair on his head, basically, with the bracelets in his mouth. <laughs> you know, he, he was willing to learn. And some people, they turn into a different animal when they're given the keys to the franchise. Some people do. Some people turn into a whole different creature. Not everybody is willing to digest that power. I, I was watching um, <clears throat> Dr. Strange and um, there was one guy, the first one, the first Dr. Strange because, you know, I wanted to catch up with Dr. Strange series while the other movie was out or what have you. And watching that first one, that guy that got possessed with the with, with the dark power because he wanted 
to become such a powerful person, he began to read those rituals, those scriptures. And the dark forces took over him, right? He wasn't able to handle it. But the bald-headed lady was always pulling power from the dark side, and she knew how to handle it just a little bit at a time, not too much. For those who out there don't know, you, you got to mix your good with the bad, right? The bad with the good. I like what my guy said, even in this movie, what Denzel Washington said. When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. You guys understand that? Oh, I want, I want rain. I want rain. <laughs> oh, now it's mud. Ain't this right, Eagles? <laughs> we want Dallas. We want Dallas. And then at the end of the game, now you have Monty crying. <laughs> you, you, you Eagles fans know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you had Monty crying. I see a few of you guys talking your noise up in here. We want Dallas. 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 Beat Dallas. Beat Dallas. We got breaking news. Reports in from. We answered. I talked stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's a better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. <laughs> they, they, you're, you're crying. I'm hurt. I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You gonna flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight they did? Let's go, birds fly, Eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. Oh my gosh, man! She she's the MVP for all the years to come. You gonna flap the hat one more time? Boy, she she she's so she's so amazing. She's so she's such an amazing lady, man. <laughs> I just sometimes I just hit that. Before I go to bed at night, let me hit that Monty uh, interview one more time. You're going to flap the hat <laughs> one more time for your eagle. Hey, and she see the tear. Like, like that's the craziest part. She see, she see the tear. <laughs> she literally see the tear falling out of the man corner of the eye. And she asked him, you crying? <laughs> Cause she was waiting to say, she was waiting to hear him say, "Nah, you ain't, I ain't crying." And she was gonna say, "You liar!" <laughs> she was gonna say, "Dude, you crying, dude? You a grown man with an eagle's hat?" <laughs> low key, low key, she was trolling him. I promise, I promise you. Oh man, it's too early. It's too early, man. Oh man, it's too early. I was gonna say something, boy. It's too early. I don't want to get the channel flat. <laughs> Oh, man, it was going to be a layup if I say it, too, man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Cowboy Nation, if you ever down, man, just, just rewind to that part. And Eagles fans, I know you guys can admit it, too. Come on. You know, you guys can admit it, man. That was funny, man. That was funny, man. <laughs> and, and all they can say is, Man, we'll see who got the last laugh, man. 657 <laughs> is the hotline for your mind. Uh, if you want to call in to spit your mind, go ahead. Give me a buzz. Give me a call <laughs> before we hit this next audio, man. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> cry, eagles, cry. <laughs> <laughs> 
my gosh, man. Oh my gosh, man. This 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 is just crazy, man. I appreciate you, Jay. Appreciate you, Jay. I'm gonna I'm gonna pin it for you. Man, that that's just crazy how she set that man up. And when it's getting later, I I, I tell you what I thought. Maybe on a later episode. It's too early right now. It's way too early to tell you guys what, what I was going to say. And I don't want to be that guy, you know. But neither here. Um, this was from the G-Bag. They, they were talking about, it made your day, appreciate it. They were talking about C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott. You know, commitment to growing chemistry or what have you and you always need you always need the chemistry with the wide receivers to the quarterback or the quarterback to the wide receivers right you always need that and and you can go down the list of of years of of saying yeah this wide receiver man this quarterback this quarterback this wide receiver right but neither here nor there. Let's listen in to G-Bag and let's listen to these guys. Shout out to 105. I'll post their link in a few. I, I saw a stat earlier on Cowboys Twitter put up by uh, a podcast called Talking Boys with the Boys. And it was top five wide receivers with the most explosive plays since 2020. Mm. And you have Justin Jefferson on top with 50 of them. Right, yeah. Perfect situation no. to make big plays if you're Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins likes to air that thing out. They love to run the ball. You walk right into play action 25 times a year if you're Justin Jefferson for huge plays. Yep. Cooper Cup is number two with 42. Then wow. Mike Evans at 40. CeeDee Lamb is right there at 38 and a half. A couple of more even than... De- yeah, so... 50 on one end to 38. <laughs> That's a whole different world, right? And let me know, did, did um, Kirk Cousin miss any games in the last two years? Or was that all Kirk Cousins? Now, whatever that they are doing over there in Minnesota land, continue to do it when we played them. Because in the last two years, we played the Vikings. Is that correct? And we ultimately won. Now, last year, you know, we started off slow against the Vikes. But we still won by four points, I believe. I think the final score was like 20 to 16. So, (laughs) C. Burleson said, I'm sick of playing them Vikings. (laughs) I don't blame you, man. But, you know, it is what it is because I think I had a, a, a jolly good time playing against those Vikings when we played against them, didn't we? Uh, you guys remember what, what what it was like when we played those uh, Vikings and uh, <laughs> and then it went down from <laughs> y'all remember that I said man it, we beat them boys so bad in a situation those Vikings fans remember Viking Jerome. I know he probably he followed the channel probably, but he ran off. Viking Jerome, at, before we played him, but two years in a row, Viking Jerome was like, "Hey man, we gonna run through y'all, man. We gonna." <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
Y'all remember that episode? Shout out to all of the real ones who remember that episode when we was playing them. And, it, you know, I was live for like five hours. And, and that's all you guys heard. Y'all heard. Suck. <laughs> That suck. <laughs> but but neither here nor there, man. Let's listen to this audio. They can continue to have all of those explosive plays and everything, Cowboy Nation, as long as when they play us, as long as that when they play us, they cease to exist. But let's listen. Devontae Adams, who I believe missed a couple of games due to injury. So, uh, you know, Evans... Adams is CD lamb in that category. I think a lot of people be like, no, I think he absolutely can be. You look at what's happened to him with the DAC injury and then the offense really going in a bad spot last year. And he talked about it around week 10. We're, we're not tripping as wide receivers because we know they're playing shell coverage. That's to take us out of the games. That was a direct reflection, his his lack of stats or whatever it was, with their inability to run the football and get them into coverages where you can make chunk plays and CeeDee Lamb still getting it done, damn it, Zach. So I'm standing up for him here today. How about you? Uh, uh- All right, so before they go into that other part of it, I- I'm going to tell you guys. <sighs> My biggest thing with my guy, Kellen Moore, is this right here. It's making the adjustments. When it's shell coverage, when you drop in those DBs, run the ball. You got to get them up out of that look. You can't throw up out of that look. You can't. You can't unless the only way you can throw people up out of that shell look, unless you really got somebody that's going to compromise that defense and get, can get behind those DBs. And that's what we literally talking about, taking the top off the defense. And that's that's not realistic there, though. You know, there's more chances of that ball getting picked off. If you think I'm lying, please, I encourage you guys to go back and watch the Cincinnati versus Kansas City Chiefs game. And I'm quite sure Tyreek Hill can take the top off of anybody's defense. You got to you got to attack shell quarters underneath. Right? And even if, like, for all my Madden players out there, you're going to run on that. You're not going to sit back and say, all right, I'm just going to drop back. My quarterback arm is strong, and I'm just going to throw it. Unless you got it on the on – the, what's the settings on all Madden? What's the setting? Not, not on all Madden. You don't have it on all Madden. What's the settings on Madden? You got the rookie level. I forgot. I haven't played Madden in so long. Give me the tiers. You got the rookie level. Is all Madden still like the highest setting? You got, to, you got to be able to run on that. And my biggest thing is with Kelly Moore is that he don't have a, a scheme or a situation. Okay, good. My guy C. Nicks, man, you, you coming through on the clutches, man. He says rookie, pro, all pro, and all Madden. So you play on – look, look, C. Nicks, you play on all Madden. <laughs> I mean, you could probably do that on rookie. You just drop back. Ah, 
Elohim. Ah, for the love of Allah. Ah, Jehovah Rasa. Jehovah Nisi. You just close your eyes and just start praying and throwing the ball. Roger said, oh, buddy. Y'all play, oh, man, I'm scared of y'all, man. <laughs> y'all y'all will embarrass me right now. <laughs> I haven't played Madden, but give, give me about two or three weeks. You know, give me about two or three weeks. I'll jump on those sticks. Oh, man, every game. Yeah. Flame Legend is back, baby. <laughs> I ain't gonna do that Stop, to you. Thief! Come back, thief! Thief! Oh man, Law Nation, I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning the AFC West this year. I feel you, fam. Oh my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Flame says I play Madden. Oh Madden. Okay. Okay, let's listen to these guys. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I do expect year three to be a big year for CD Lamb. The questions will be, you know, I, to me, offensively, you know, we need to see a lot of growth from Kellen Moore and how he puts together and schemes this offense, right? A hundred percent I'm with you there. There there's a lot of pressure going to be on the shoulders of Kellen Moore and how he draws up this playbook. Because I think we've seen a lot of receivers in this league benefit from how their offenses scheme these receivers open. Now, I do think that there is a little bit of a misconception about C.D. Lamb and how productive he's been over the course of these two years. Talk to me. He's produced 2,000 yards and 11 touchdowns over the course of these two years, and he's he ranked top five of the position in both contested catches and broken tackles after the catch in 2021. Mm. Yeah, there's this narrative that he, he's not physical anymore like he was in college. Right. Yeah. I, I do think that there is a little bit of that where, you know, that was such an attribute and a strength of his coming out of Oklahoma where he was so good at breaking tackles and the yeah. big defenses suck. Yeah, yeah, you can't use that one, fam. <laughs> like, you can break tackles in uh, high school, middle school, and college. But, you know, on this level, there's a whole different world. Now, do CD Lamb still possess some of that yak action yeah and, and my memory served me correct he he did do some of that in that saints game and and i know somebody was like Man, who are the saints but what i'm saying is uh, he was able to get the yards after catch to get up field i think me and boss cowboy and big game jay we were talking about that they mentioned tony pollard and i'd also mentioned that uh, cd did some of that in the saints game let me know if i'm right if I'm right, y'all let me know in the chat. But we've seen some yak action against the Bucks. Even not, yeah. Bucks was pretty good. He scored that touchdown, got in, or what have you. But I need to say the Patriots. I think that J.C. Jackson it was a hell of a DB that was covering him. And J.C. Jackson, they pretty much, uh, they didn't have him moving all over the field. But when C.D. Lamb was in his area, C.D., you know, he ate a little bit. And he feasted off of the other kid, Jalen Mills. Shout out to Jalen Mills. Shout out to him. DeSoto Zone, right? Let me know if you guys knew that uh, Jalen Mills from Texas, though. You know, but he just went to the wrong team, went to the Eagles, and then he went from the Eagles to the Patriots or what have you. 
But neither here nor there. He feasted on Jalen Mills, though. <laughs> Just being real with you guys. Um, <clears throat> those drops were glaring, though, and those drive killers. Leon Lewis, you're right. Uh, you know, when, when I looked up, like, Dez Bryant in this year, I want C.D. Lamb to do all of this plus more. But one thing I don't want C.D. Lamb to do, I don't care if it's 137 targets or what have you. I don't want him to have 11 drops. I don't want that. <laughs> I definitely don't want him to have the 11 drops. He can have everything else. And this was damn good right here. Passer rating when targeting. Dez Bryant, 123.2. That's good. He can have all of this. 12 tubs. I want more. I'm greedy. But I want everything on this list but the drops. I do. And I'm greedy. Matter of fact, I'm more greedy. I want better rushing numbers too. I don't want, you know, negative five yards. Do an end around, get them at least. I want CeeDee Lamb to get at least 100 yards. I want him. I want him to get 100 yards rushing to add in to what he did. I do. And, you know, and if you, you know, you have your goals, you have your goals, you have your lofty goals. Let me kick kick this person up out of here. Come on now. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Get out of there. Now watch that jiggle. All right, so um, you know you have your goals and you have your lofty goals or what have you. God, dog, you cut off one head, another will come. You know? God, dog, what? Get out of here. Yeah. <clears throat> Boom. We'll keep that there for a minute. <laughs> Now you have your goals and your lofty goals. Now my lofty goals would be, you know, like like of course you have your little goals and then you have your lofty goals. Like if you really go crazy and start targeting, and I know that this would never. Now I'm not even gonna bring it up because I don't want all the the negativity thoughts up in here about you know get it because you don't have the offensive coordinator nor you have. The quarterback. I'm not finna. I'm not finna pull up this dude's stats, but, but I'm finna pull up uh, my guy C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. We're gonna pull him up right quick. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to hit that like button and share this content. Y'all want me to keep going? Yes, yes, yes. We can keep going. But what I do want to see is, uh, let me see how many rushing yards he had. C.D. Lamb had 76 rushing yards last season. So I take that back. I don't want him to get 100 yards. I think that C.D. Lamb can give me 250. 250 yards. If, if they come up with a legitimate scheme for Lamb to do that end around, and when he run it, just get out of bounds. He averaged 8.4 yards attempt. Per attempt, 8.4. And he forced two missed tackles. You know, the craziest thing that hit my intellect on this one 
is that when I looked at, and I know that C.D. Lamb is not Debo's size. I know that he's not. And, and just to be fair, let me pull up Debo. Let me pull up Debo. Debo Samuel, let me pull him up because those were some good numbers, same numbers. Everything looks mirror to what my guy C.D. Lamb did. You know, that's Tony. Let me get back here. C.D. Lamb, let me get Tony up out there. There you go, Tony. All right, so everything looked like mirror to what they did, right? Almost, nearly, close. But you know what Debo did that C.D. didn't do? We ain't going to talk about those 12 drops. We ain't going to talk about that. Those carries, Debo had 365 yards. All I'm asking is for 250. He forced 20 missed tackles. 20. Debo. Debo forced 20 missed tackles. Eight tubs from running the ball. And I come here to tell y'all beautiful people that's watching when the Dallas Cowboys played against the 49ers in the playoff, Debo didn't kill us by air. He killed us by land. Ten carries. Ten carries. So I'm not saying that if you give – let's throw all the way down. If you give – C.D. Lamb, 10 carries that he would have put up 100 yards or something. But what I'm saying is that that would have at least got him into rhythm. Kellen Moore, we bang it on the table. Our biggest hope for you to do is to get out of your own way and give the second most explosive guy some attempts to open it up. And the good thing about the end around is right we right before you get the necessary yards, because I believe you will, he, he, can, he can literally get out of bounds by, by not getting touched. And guess what? It, it works wonderful against shell defense because your safeties and your DBs basically – is in a zone. They drop back. They 10 yards off. They don't play press with the Cowboys. Go back and look at the tape. They are literally saying, we're giving you the underneath. You got two explosive guys. Tony Pollard and C.D. Lamb. He was one for five in the playoff game. If this dude, by natural law of average, if he's averaging 8.4, I'm quite sure that even if a playoff game, if you can say, man, if this guy can get half of that, 4.4, just off of one attempt, that would help, that would at least make the defense play what? Honest. That's what the word I'm looking for. I want the defense to play honest, baby. All right, so let's go right here. We're going to reload that up. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. Let's listen to more of these. 100%. Guys. And we want to see a little bit more of that, but that is a weakness of Dak's game, mm. is hitting receivers in stride. Okay. That's something we know. 
that's an area we want to see Dak improve on. Mm -hmm. So if him and CD can improve in that area, I think you'll see growth from CD. CD needs to get better in terms of fixing the drops. There's no doubt about that. But last year, through the first seven games of the season, I think it was, CD was on pace for 95 catches, nearly 1,500 yards, 10 touchdowns. Then he suffered the concussion against Kansas City. And the whole offense completely fell apart down the second half of the year. So if they get back to humming like they were in what was clicking the first half of the season, I think CD can elevate to that upper echelon of receiver that you're talking about. I like your first point about Kellen Moore. I think that's a big one here. I think CD Lamb is one of these guys who is, we we just talked about it, in college, yards after catch, yards after contact. He'd be a great guy that you could start implementing in this new, maybe not full-on Debo Samuel wideback style, but get him involved in the running game more. He had like nine carries last year. That that To me, that's not enough. He's a playmaker. Yep. Kellen Moore needs to find creative ways to get the ball in his hands, and so that that's a big thing there. Um, Second thing, though, I mean, hey, you're talking about a guy who hasn't found the end zone since November 14th, 2021. I mean, he was on like he was allergic to scoring touchdowns after week nine. And maybe there's the concussion thing. We know that the play dropped a little bit there. Uh, but those are some of the things that I would like to see. And then the other stuff when it when it comes to C.D. Lamb is C.D. I think a lot of it has to do with life is about expectations, right? And when he was drafted and we threw the draft party because, oh Fair. my gosh, we got C.D. Lamb. There was no way we thought C.D. Lamb was going to be available. Oh yeah, he's definitely the best wide receiver in the class. <laughs> Next thing you know, Justin Jefferson happens in Minnesota. And it's like, okay, so we thought this guy, we thought we were getting the best. And then now we're seeing what Justin Jefferson, who's the same age, same draft class, what he's doing, which is clearly putting himself in the top five wide receiver category. All right, so... I'm, I'm stepping. I'm stepping into the area of the people that will say, "Well, are you crazy?" You know, uh, what does Justin Jefferson do that Lamb can't do? I need to know from you guys that's listening right now. Right? Like, like, what do Justin Jefferson do that Lamb can't do? I'm asking. He's nice now. I'm not saying, look, I'm not sitting out here and saying that Justin Jefferson is trash, you know. Nothing. Look, some people said nothing. He had... 108 receptions last season, right? And C.D. Lamb, I think uh, C.D. Lamb had 79, right? So that's equivalent to 30 or 20, 29 more receptions. Let me see if I can pull this around here. Pay attention to the targets. Now, 1,600 yards and 10 tubs, I'm not discrediting nor discounting that, Cowboy Nation. But 163 targets is clearly I'm targeting him. 
I'm focusing in on him. And on top of that, before we go down that lane of saying that he is the only wide receiver on that team, let me pull up Adam because that that is what a lot of people sleep on. A lot of people sleep on Adam Thielen. Let me see pull up Adam. I think he had like 10 tubs too. Now let me see. A lot of people sleep on him. He had 10 touchdowns, 86 targets, and 67 receiving receptions. 726 receiving yards. So clearly, I believe in the system, he is the number two wide receiver. And he only had two drops. <laughs> That's not bad ratio. And passer rating when targeted, sheesh, 130.9. Kirk Cousin, you need to target Thielen more. A <laughs> hundred, a hundred and thirty, with only two drops. Focus on Thielen more, because Justin had nine drops last season. Let me see how many drops he had. Let me see, that's Debo. Yeah, he had nine drops. And of course, you know, law of average. Of course, when you target more, you're gonna have the more drops and I'm not finna pull up Cooper Cup stats you know it's just crazy stats there um, so everything else is similar but I would like it and then that's not all brand and style of offense too is is the fact to be targeting one wide receiver or what have you and then at the end of the year you go back and you say yay look at the numbers right that's not our uh, our, our deals uh, compared total targets of Lamb plus Coop versus Thielen plus Jefferson. I think that um, <clears throat> I think that um, Amari Cooper has shy of a, a, a right right under right under a hundred targets, but he had eight tubs. Two, you know, let me see. Ninety-nine targets, eight touchdowns, eight hundred and sixty-five, and then reception sixty-eight. And then you gotta, you have to carry the number and, and add in Michael Gallup and as well as um, a Cedric Wilson. So it, it'll be like it'll be kind of hard to really say that the production level or value that you're gonna get. And then, and then you have to compute, like, what was the Vikings' overall offense, too? So let me see. I know they wouldn't top, like, number one offense like we were. So Vikings, let me pull them up. This is a good just case study on the fly right quick. Let me see where they were ranked at in offense. And then you got to understand they was 11th-ranked offense. And they finished the season 8-9 and and finished the season 14th in points scored. And, and the Cowboys were ultimately the number one team in points scored. So that's the difference of universe or multiverse, if you want to say that. They're not even top ten offense. But um, when you look at everything and try to contextualize it, I think that if you really look at it, you would say to yourself naturally that the Cowboys spread the ball out more and more weapons and they were more condensed. So if you condense it a little bit and had only um, 
damn, it just hit me. Cowboy Nation, it just hit me. If you contextualize it like this, and Kellen Moore is really less is more. If you if you remove Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson from last year, right? And you only had C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. I'm quite sure those boys, and if you take health into effect, I'm quite sure it will force you to think better, right? You say, man, I like for Cedric Wilson to get off, but I need to figure out a scheme so that Lamb can eat off of this play or let Lamb be the end-around guy or let Amari Cooper be that guy versus having so many weapons. Because we really in the biggest of the brightest stage, and, I, and, I, and I'm not dogging my guy Cedric Wilson. And I know if if, if was fifth, we'll all be drunk. But on that drive, that two-minute drive, that we were moving the ball down the field, and that play that Dak scrambled and rolled out, and it was two plays that Cedric Wilson lost the ball in the sun. And I'm not I'm not blaming Cedric Wilson on that. You know, it was a play that he had to turn back and catch that thing back shoulder. Gallup catching that one. You can book it. But, you know, when you when you have and Gallup was injured, right? So that just goes to show you that sometimes, or if you come up with a different scheme. And you have Pollard running that route versus, you know, who knows what can happen. It's just crazy. But, bro, our roster is full of wide receivers. You're right. So it's hard to really – it's hard, man. <laughs> Jalen Tolbert catching that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Jalen. Jalen. Jalen Tolbert got dexterity where he's going to contort his body. <laughs> And comb around, comb around and catch that one. But it is what it is. We'll find out, man. Um, but these are good points. Because if Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson were, were the guys at their focal point, that's why you got 20 touchdowns between the two. And uh, shout out to Irv. He's the tight end there, right? What's his name? Last name is Irv Smith. He's the tight end there. They felt comfortable for him, but, you know, he he wasn't a major factor in most games. But that's a story of a different day. I'm not discrediting Justin Jefferson. Let's rewind. Oh, Justin Jefferson happens in Minnesota. And it's like, okay, so we thought this guy, we thought we were getting the best. And then now we're seeing what Justin Jefferson, who's the same age, same draft class, what he's doing, which is clearly putting himself in the top five wide receiver category. Sure. And you're not getting that from C.D. Lamb. So I, I, I just hate that. I, I hate it. Uh. Somebody tell me, man, is it, is, is it me just being a homer? I like Justin Jefferson, though. But is it just me being a homer? Saying that C.D. Lamb deserved to be spoken the same? I, I just don't see that. Like, like, I promise you, if you give him 163 targets... That's the fourth highest targets in the league. 
You read that right there? That's the fourth highest targets in the league. Let me pull up CD. He's 21st. Like, I'm quite sure that that would have been triple digits right here. I'm quite sure that that would have had at least been double digits right here. But what we do, let me pull up my guy, man. I'm just, I guess I'm just Homer Law right now, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Cedric Wilson. Well, let me see. Let me see how many how many yards he had. That's sixty one targets, forty five receptions. That was six hundred and two yards. I, I recall watching the playmaker talking about Alvin Harper was getting the the the, uh, the targets, what have you, and the playmaker went into the huddle and he said, "Well, shoot, if, if Troy is not going to throw me the ball, I'm going to run Alvin Harper's route," and he flipped the route. Playmaker went over there where Alvin Harper was at. And he told Alvin, you go run my route. (laughs) And Troy dropped back, evaded the blitzer, and threw the ball. And and Playmaker was looking just like this on that documentary. And the way he passionately said it, he said, no, that's my ball. He had that little high voice, that's my ball. (laughs) <laughs> and Alvin Harper caught the ball and ran it in for a touchdown. We don't have nobody just demanding for the ball and that selfish for the ball on this team. But I could only imagine if C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper was looking at Cedric Wilson when he was getting those 61 targets. Just a few less than what your first round draft pick was getting. To put up 602 yards. I can only, and six touchdowns, don't you know? If you split those touchdowns a piece, three for you, Coop. Three for you, CD Lamb. Then we wouldn't even have this conversation. And and shout out to and I'm going all the way back from what I said at the start of the show. Because somebody was saying that, hey, even Tony Romo turned Laurent Robinson into someone. What are you saying, Law? Wait a minute. If you did your research, Laurent Robinson was drafted in the third round. This guy was drafted in the sixth, the sixth round. I think that's the other part of it is just because we had such sky high C.D. Lamb expectations from the day he got drafted. And then maybe he hasn't quite met those, I would say, maybe even unfair expectations. But then you couple that with Justin Jefferson getting drafted a few picks later and being already considered one of the best receivers in the sport. And so yeah. that's something that that kind of hurts the CD narrative as well. I think those are all great points. He is he has been better, obviously, than Ruggs so far, and, and Judy as well. Uh, 972, the game is faster in the NFL, so CD is good, can be better, but it won't be the same dominance as at OU. Yeah. 
four six nine. We are screwed. CD, I hate to say it, he's not a number one. I believe he only shined because of Amari's presence. If Dak wouldn't throw to an open Amari, CD is screwed. <laughs> well, you know, obviously you're going to get some people that see everything through a Dak is great or Dak sucks lens, yep, and yep. Uh, maybe we're getting some of that in there. Good. Uh- <laughs> I like the way that dude broke that down. You know, you got the the lenses of Dak Prescott. Oh, he's great, or or he just trash. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up, but that's, there goes to show you the Cowboys Nation, baby. Uh, truckwreck.com fan text uh, volume here uh, coming in. Product of your environment, quarterback and offensive coordinator can dictate greatness in a wide receiver. Look at Amari when he got here versus the past season or Dez uh, when he was paired with Romo versus Dak. <laughs> There's right on cue, right? You get the, the Dak doubters. And I appreciate it. I think you guys are really objective on Dak. You know, I don't think we can be afraid to talk about, right, you know, his right. shortcomings. Sure. But you can't, you know, uh, use those to cloud, obviously, judgment well, of how good he actually is, too. great Dak, but we've also seen bad Dak. And, you know, this is this is going to be a big year now where you're past the, okay, Dak is now, you know, young and he's growing and he's learning. You know, now you're starting to get into the part of, okay, Dak should be in the prime of his career. Right. right? He's had plenty of time to grow and learn all the types of NFL defenses. He's basically played against the entire league now. We know Dak's strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, Dak looked for the first half of last year. He was in total command. He looked incredible processing at the line of scrimmage. Right. And then something happened, whether it was the injury or the injury. Ah, that was the end of that. Man, that was a good episode from those boys, man. Let me play uh, this right here. So jump in the chat. You can see the link to watch the full audio without me pausing and rewinding. Be sure to check those guys out on YouTube and uh, and get more information. So uh, that is from 105.3 The Fan. Shout out to those boys. Uh, who we got? Here we go. Here we go. CD Lamb on stepping up. Okay. All right. So, y'all let me know because last time, right before I left, you know, there was a an audio. Let me see if there's more audio on um, on the Cowboys.com. I appreciate everybody that's tuning in. I thank you guys so much uh, for for this uh, for allowing me to spit my mind on the Cowboys talk and everything. So I really appreciate that. Believe it or not. Uh, let me know if you guys want me to keep going, and uh, I can keep going for. I got time today. <laughs> no need to go to work today. I got today and tomorrow off. It's a good feeling, baby. It is. <laughs> it's a dog good feeling, and it's just me. My little one graduate tomorrow. Can't wait to uh, get out there. I got my my suit lined up. Oh, they 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 done they done loaded up on me, baby. You know, they be they be sneak loading up all of this stuff for me. All right, so I got enough time. Man, I could do a mini marathon right now. Y'all want me to keep keep going? I could do a mini marathon. All right, so we can do we can keep going. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be one one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven more audios that I can load up in here. <laughs> oh, y'all want me to keep going or y'all want me to stop? I got seven. I, I could, you know, I could do a mini. I could do a mini marathon right now. And, and, and be sure to check out lawnationsports.com. Uh, this is going to be my new website. 
I got some things, baby, for those who check out Law. It's my full name, LawNationSports.com. Check it out and and and, and just and just and just say that as your page favorite. Let's grow LawNationSports.com. You know, um, and let me see what we have here. Oh my gosh, they didn't load it up all of those interviews and. We can keep going. Okay, hold on. Let me just post this link. My own website, baby. And I'm still working on it. I, I got some uh, things that I, I'm trying to uh, improve on the website. But here it is in the chat. Y'all be sure to go to lawnationsports.com. And... um. <clears throat> That's gonna be the uh, <laughs> the new the new page that I'm gonna have because what I want to do is basically is centralize all of my content like my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, and some of the behind the scenes stuff like my Patreon, Elite Club, and all of that, and my members tab. I, I want it to be a centralized location and have it where is my Roku, my um, Amazon TV, whereas you guys can go to one source. And why not go to LawNationSports.com, and that way you can get every fix that you need dealing with the Cowboys community and football and beyond. So as it grow, you know, as we grow or as I grow, we grow type of groove. And I really appreciate you guys for, for being with me on this. So while I'm trying to load up all of this stuff, man, I really appreciate you guys so, 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 so much for uh, helping me grow. <laughs> it goes a long way, not a short way. Let me see if I can pull this up. Oh, my God. They, they didn't load up all of this stuff. I had to listen to my guy J-Rock curse, though, man. I, I got to listen to J-Rock right quick. How does it feel? J-Rock. That's my dog right there, man. You know, I'm always rooting for the underdog. And... um. <clears throat> Always rooting for the underdog, man. I, that, that's my weakness right there. I root for the underdog, man. Hey, Law, well, well your, your team got five Super Bowl. What, what you mean? You know, I'm rooting for the underdog, man. But for those who didn't know, shoot, in the early 90s or what have you, shoot, our team was considered was what was on the bottom of most people's feet. And there was a lot of Cowboys uh, fans turned on the organization when they got rid of uh, – Landry. Let's listen to this guy. I mean, after you know having some time off to be in a competitive practice. Y'all can hear audio. Uh, it felt good. Uh, you know, like you know, majority of the off season, you know, we're out just on the field doing walkthroughs, a lot of weight training, a lot of running. Uh, but now that we're out there on the field, now it feels good just to be out with the guys, you know, competing with the guys, and you know, just being around these guys every day. Uh, you know, that's something that you know we try to use the to propel us when we get to training camp and then in, into the season, uh, you know, being a tight-knit group and, you know, allowing that to, to help us achieve the things that we want to achieve. Any disappointment that you didn't get to practice outdoors today? I mean, in the rare time in late May in Texas, that the temperatures are under 70, they're going to go indoors. So. Uh, little disappointment, little disappointment. Uh, you know, me, I, lo- I, prefer, I prefer being outside, you know, uh, Unless it's a damn hurricane, I, pr- I prefer being outside on, on some real grass, you know. I'm not a big fan of the turf. Did you do anything fun during your offseason? Uh, nah, not really. Uh, you know, hang out with the family and, you know, enjoy some time off. 
looking forward to what this team might be able to accomplish this season and what have you seen so far from the group? Uh, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to, to everything that we have, you know, ahead of us, uh, you know, our goals, you know, whether it's individual or team goals, you know, just the things that we can go out and do as a group. Uh, and then just right now, just seeing, you know, just 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 gelling together, uh, you know, becoming that tight knit group that, you know, you need to, to get you through those long seasons, those tough seasons. And, uh, you know, we're just we're continuing day by day to try to improve on that. And, uh, you know, more knowledge for the defense and more knowledge for the offense, you know, special teams and just that and all facets of our, our team and our atmosphere. We're trying to become one and and the knowledge for every single position. We're trying to raise that. Thank you. No problem. That's the world's quickest interview. All right, so, dang, somebody else asking him a question. Establishing yourself as a voice and a leader on the defense, but coming in here for your second offseason, second year on a new contract, like, do you notice a difference just in terms of, like, you know, maybe you had to get the lay of the land last year or anything like that as opposed to this year, you know, it's just kind of established that you're a better presence on this defense this time around? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's very different uh, than it was last year, especially around this time. Uh, you know, around this time last year, you know, I was coming in to compete, just trying to get my feet wet and just trying to earn my way here. Uh, and, you know, now being in at, around this time, you know, it's like you said, it's established that, you know, I'm a leader and, and guys look at me to lead and, you know, the, the play has to be there along with, you know. What the world going on here? Guess what, folks? I hate to break it to you, but it's official. Agent 89 now. Is part of the coaching staff of the New York Giants. Sorry, just wanted to let you know. Breaking news myself. Rap- Shoot, you gonna we gonna break you down too, Dad. <laughs> what he? I didn't know he had affiliations with the Giants or what have you. But it is what it is. That's breaking news, I guess. Supposedly from Steve Smith Senior. I guess he got tired of the playmaker breaking him down on that film. You guys remember that? <laughs> Them boys fighting each other and everything. Uh, out there, but it is what it is. Shout out to him. So the attitude going to be different for the Giants. I'm going to tell you guys that. The attitude going to be different for them. And there have always been musical chairs in the NFC East of who's winning the division or what have you. But I just feel like with this particular team and everything assembled, we still rise and we still be on top. That's my thoughts of everything me encouraging guys and you know just that type of thing so it's definitely different and uh you know it's something that you know I put myself in that position and it's something that you know I love doing I love being being the guy that everybody looks at to okay like he's doing this so like we have to do that you know being the example because I know I can do it so if you're following me then you know the sky's the limit about just wanting the opportunity and I'm, I'm sure you're not satisfied but just now that you're in that position I mean how, how exciting is that for you to, to get to this point in uh you know it's very it's very exciting for me uh you know consider considering the trajectory of my career uh you know to be at this point that I'm at now uh, you know it's it's a huge accomplishment for me uh you know but I'm you know I'm still you know with the same mindset uh you know it's it's more out there for me and I'm I'm working to go get that I know it's only 2 days I know you played with Malik last year but just what's your what's your impression of having him back there in the back uh, it's been good. It's been great. Uh, you know, everybody that you know that's been in the, on the back end with me that I had to work with, uh, it's been great uh, because guys is taking it serious. Uh, you know, it's, whether it's whether it's Israel, whether it's TC, uh, Tyler Coyle, you know, no matter who it is, you know, it's guys just ready to 
take that next step, you know, being two years in this uh, defense. You know, everybody's taking the initiative to prepare themselves to go out there day one and be a starter. So, you know, as long as we continue to do that, you know, no matter where you're at on the depth chart, I think we're going to be good. And uh, just to speak on Malik, elaborate on that is when I'm back there with him is, you know, we're two different. We have two different play styles. So, right. you know, in our in our way, it, it complements each other well. Uh, you know, Malik has been since his Ohio State days, he's been a, a true center fielder and, and been been damn good at it, you know, minus the injuries that he's dealt with through his career. But, uh, you know, and then myself, uh, you know, I feel like I can I do a lot of great things in the, in the box, you know, as, as, as well as, you know, playing that down position at the backer or, you know, whether we're in the two high and we both are back deep. Uh, so, you know, it's a lot of things that we, you know, we go that go hand in hand with each other and we just play off each other well. That's good stuff from him, man. Uh, shout out to the Cowboys community. Shout out to Cowboys.com. Be sure to check them out on multiple platforms as well. Check out the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, Twitter and Twitch page, and I think they're on TikTok. So with that being said, Cowboy Nation, he spoke glowingly of Malik Hooker. I, I never seen him speak glowingly of DeMonte KZ, and I'm not trying to pick the fight between the two. You know, DeMonte may do good things over there in Steelers land, but let's be real with it. Malik Hooker is that guy. Check out my film assessment on Malik Hooker of uh, what his bigger role would be as the starter. And, of course, health has been, been his only Achilles heel, right? Health been his issue. So if you can get a healthy Malik Hooker out there, mixed in with what this defense was doing last year. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. That's for the Eagles fan that was dropping those Eagles droplets in here. But here's the thing. He did speak of Izzy, and he spoke of as well as Tyler Cole. Tyler Cole. Is a guy, I think he played for Penn, right? No, 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 no. He played for he played for one of those teams. But he ran a 4-3. That's what I remember. <laughs> I think he played. Dang, y'all put down what he played for, man. God dog it. He played for someone, and I was looking at his tape, and I was saying, yeah, that dude fast. And he got out there for a sprinkle, a sprinkle last year. And he made a play. He made one good play. Matter of fact, matter of fact, he is a guy that I, I think that, you know, in the right UConn. That's what it was. I knew it was a blue team. Appreciate you. Ah, you know, you're the real one, bro. You got me slipping on that one. UConn, you play for UConn. And and also he played for another team, but I do know that he played for UConn. Purdue. Todd Cook, man, I appreciate you. Man, y'all some real ones, man. You know, y'all are some real ones. UConn and Purdue. And the problem was they had him playing at safety and as well as the linebacker situation. They wanted him to gain weight. They wanted him to lose weight. But I believe that now he in a situation in, in a system that the Cowboys under the mighty Dan Quinn and Coach Edwards and Al Harris and Joe Witt Jr., He'd be all right. That's why, that's why J. Ron Curry brought him up, you know. So let's pull up another player, man. You guys good with this? Y'all good with this? Let's go. Let's pull up another player. Let me know if y'all good with this. And we'll pull up another player. If I can find that little. 
excerpt right here. Appreciate everybody. Coil. Tyler Coil. Um, and we got... Let's listen to, y'all want to listen to Big Boy? Let me see how many minutes. Yeah, let's listen to Big Boy right quick. Uh, we just ended our second day at OTAs, and, you know, I just had some questions because, you know, everything's starting to speed up and stuff like that. Mari you know, Cooper, so baby! To have, like, Zach knows a lot. Oh, man, I hit the wrong button. Here. Get out of the way. There we go. Uh, he'll even talk to me on the field, like, if he sees some, some things that just aren't lining up or things I can do better, like he always tells me. So we was just talking, we was chopping up a little bit about pass set and stuff like, st stuff like that. Okay, so take me through what this, this timeline has been like, you know, since the moment you were drafted, hometown kid, and now you're getting to play, you know, not too far from home. Okay. So uh, I guess uh, I had two weeks off after I got drafted, and we came in for rookie minicamp, like, uh, that ended last week. And we kind of started OTAs this week. And so, like, you know, it's been really busy. But, like, our coaches have been getting us up to speed really well. Like, the vets in the building have been carrying us along. And it's been, it's been a really good process. And it's good work, too. Like, we're, you know, we, we, we're no holes bar when we go when we go at it. Like, it's good competition, like, safe, but it's good. So, it's great It's great to get back to work. What do you feel like you're learning the most or maybe has been one of the tougher adjustments, you know, since, you, you know, you've been getting to work here? i definitely say just learning to play – play stable in the speed of the game because everything's like everything speeds up like each level you go up it speeds up and right making sure you're doing your film study right like you're working your technique all these little things just to make sure that when you go on the snap of the ball like there's no there's no mismatch there's no lack like just being able to go full speed well you growing up here i mean you understand what the cowboys mean to this area can you just kind of speak on you know maybe the point of pride getting to play for your hometown team i mean man that's crazy to me i won't even like i can't even lie to you like uh you know when i was a kid i played at at&t stadium so just uh -huh. having things come full circle like like it was crazy for me and like you know i want to show the hometown kids like you know you too could be a dallas cowboy because i know it's a dream come true for a lot of people and you know I, I didn't get here alone like i had a lot of people helping me a lot of people who vouched for me and brought me through so it's just a blessing to be here for real and now getting to you know start on your rookie year but you got friends and family around here how big has that presence been for you oh that's huge like i, I get to go to my mom's house like every off day and get my clothes washed and stuff like that so <laughs> just having her around for small stuff like that like being able to talk to your family like you have a tough day or or you just want to go home and eat like a home cooked meal, like or something like that. That's always cool. So being able to play at home, like I, I can't, I can't stress it enough. It's a dream come true. Uh oh, are you gonna make gonna put his mom to work, man? Look, man, I don't know about y'all, man. <laughs> Washing clothes the easy part. It's folding them and putting them away. That's the hard part, you know. That's the hard. Washing clothes easy. And you know, back in the days when I was that single man, you know, shoot, I, white shirts. All came out beige, you know, <laughs> brown tint. But it is what it is, blue, you know. But he's going to have an amazing journey, man, by him being so close to home. And that should be, that could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing because you're going to have a lot of people saying, cuz, cuz, remember third grade, cuz, <laughs> jump rope, hopscotch, you know, what's up, cuz? Give me tickets to the game, man. Well, you can find tickets to the game by going to CowboysExperience.com. Y'all can check that out, too. And it's all good. It's easy. Go, go Hormy. <laughs> yeah, my mom don't love me that much. This is Todd. You know, it's, it's crazy, man. Um, law ain't lying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shoot. Wash, I can wash clothes all day. <laughs> Be baskets, you know. I even got baskets over there in the corner now. Like, 
what you doing with them baskets? Don't worry, baby. I got a system going. This is the clean side. And this is the dirty side. But why you got three of them? Don't worry about it. This is my closet. <laughs> it's it's uh, controlled chaos over here, you know? <laughs> let me let me quit talking for somebody. Say, hey, Lavi, you need to go fold them clothes up. Get off of this. Get off of this live and go fold them clothes up. <laughs> but that's uh, Tyler Smith, man. I do need to fold some clothes up, though. I got two back. I got a system, though. I do have a system. And, and that's why I like all wrinkle-free clothes, you know. <laughs> Wink, wrinkle-free clothes. And they fooled around and got me hip to this game. I got, like, this spray that I spray my clothes with, and I just throw it in the dryer, put that dryer on, like, five to six, six minutes, and then that joke will come out nice. It come out nice. Dre Maddox, see, we all the same, man. He said, I sound like you. Let, speaking of uh, of me sounding like you, let's let's pull up D-Law, Tank Law. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, I want to, you know, say my defense. I don't know why that thing keep popping up there. Get out of there. Here we go. Here we go. It keep popping up there. There we go. Get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> let's pull this up right quick. Yeah, uh, first and foremost, I want to, you know, send my deepest, deepest condolences to the family and uh, loved ones, you know. I mean, it's it's hard to speak on an incident like this because, you know, we we have an opportunity to, you know, gather uh, to try to make change, but I feel like this is something that's been happening, you know, for weeks on and weeks on, and, you know, now it hits the elementary school and, you know, we decide to turn on our TV and act like something is different. This is this is a, a continuous thing that's going on, and uh, I feel like our culture is getting targeted. I feel like uh, we're sent back and just looking on the outside and saying, "Well, it's not my family, so it has nothing to do with me." And and deep down, it hurts, you know. And uh, you know, I wish I had, you know. Uh, some ways of change uh, right now, but I don't. Uh, me and my team going to continue to, you know, work and, uh, you know, try to make a better place for all of us. Yeah, condolences out there to those uh, who, you know, lost loved ones. And, and it is, it's a terrible time in the United States of America to have those type of uh, situations to occur. Now, I'm a proud gun owner, you know. Uh, I, I truly believe that I have a right to defend and protect my home. So if somebody come charging up in here, you will hear the news that they charged in, right? Man, what happened? And he ran into the law house, man. He charged in, but he couldn't get up out of there. And I get it, right? They're, they're, they didn't turn this thing into a political situation. But I, I will never forget waking up early in the mornings and, and just being happy to go hunting, you know, uh, for deers or what have you. I'm from the country, you know, way down there. And, and I used to do it for sports. I don't do it anymore because I'm more knowledgeable of the situation. Like, man, that's not hunt for sports anymore. But I can't dog those who do it. That's not my, my angle. But uh, I, I would tell you guys that, from 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 this topic of 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 what's happening in the world 
that they got to be like in order to drive a car. This is what I was saying the other day. In order to drive a car, you got to get your driver's license. Right. You have a right. Everybody have a right to drive a car. But you got to go through the proper procedures and the educational aspect of it. I think that there should be laws dissimilar to owning a weapon. Right. Especially ARs uh, 15 of those automatic. Uh, 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 I'm not going to say the word because I don't want to get the channel uh, flagged or what have you. But you guys get what I'm saying. They That they should have a class in the series that you have to go through. But it's my right to bear. Yeah, it's your right to go in there and get that education, too, on what you're bearing. Because what you're bearing can, can end it for a lot of people if it's in the hands of the wrong person. But law, there will still be those who will illegally obtain some of those equipments. Yeah, true, you can't stop that. Just like there will be somebody who's illegally driving. But that's the, that's the end that, that will appease the right and that would appease the left. Right. And I don't think that there would be a person that ah, I don't want to go to school to learn how to, sh you know, I ain't going to say the S word, but to learn how to, you know, to, to, to aim. But there's a responsibility out there, man. It got to be got to be a responsibility that we can hold everyone accountable on a larger scale because the answer and the solution would not be would not be to take them away from everyone that's silly to make it 100 across the table that I law got to turn in my favorite toy no because somebody else then did it wrong or used it wrong that's not the answer Right. That's definitely not the answer. Yeah. You don't need to assault to hunt. Yeah. Gregory, I, I do agree. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't hunt anymore. I used to. Laws are only stop lawful people. Unlawful people don't abide by laws. Yeah, I do agree with that. You know, but you shouldn't make it easy for such person or for said person to acquire something that they can't obtain. You shouldn't make it that easy. A five-year-old or 10-year-old, a 16-year-old can't go buy a pack of cigarettes. Why? Because it's unlawful. But I'm quite sure that if they want to get some, they're figuring it out. The whole objective is to make it harder for said person to get it when they are under a certain age. Now, granted, this individual wasn't an adult at the age of 18. But if I'm quite sure whatever's going on into the psyche and other mind of said individual, if you make it tougher. If you make it difficult to obtain such that a lot of this stuff could have been avoided because now they said, okay, this guy registered this gun or this guy was able to get this or this guy went through these classes 
Oh, he have no, <laughs> according to this test score, he have no dealings. He have no dealings to possess it. Just like if you go on just because you see it a certain age. Can you imagine Cowboy Nation before I hit play again? Is just because you turn 16 or 17, you don't have to take the driver's license test. You are granted the car, the automobile. That kills a lot of people every year, by the way, more than what this just happened. But can you imagine that I give a two-ton automobile to a person just because they said, it's my right because I'm 16 years old to drive an automobile. And they run through every red light. They, they don't look. Some people still don't know how to parallel park. It's my right <laughs> to drive whatever I want to drive. And I don't have to wear the seatbelt. Nor, nor abide by the laws of the people walking on the street because it's my right. See, it's, it's common sense. But when they make it political. It's hard to slice it in half. I digress. Done some things in the past and talked about getting together as a group. Will mm-hmm. this will this engage you to get even become even more engaged now on this issue? Do you feel? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, like I said, I have kids that go to school too. You know, and uh, you know, their safety is all I care about. And you know, if if I don't feel safe, uh, you know, sending my kids to school, I know other parents will feel the same way. So. Uh, first and foremost, uh, just going to try to, you know, take care of this school situation, make, make sure it's a safer place for our kids uh, and family to go, the teachers too, you know. So. <laughs> if I got said Todd, technically driving is a privilege and owning one is a right. So you mean to tell me in Sacramento that second grader that news were reported this morning that had that G-U-N and brought it to school and stored it in his desk. That was his unalienable right to bring that particular weapon onto said campus, right? Now, thank to the good man that he didn't pull trigger because it was loaded. That that's his right. Because it doesn't stipulate what age, because that's his right to bear arm. Technically. There are common sense. And everything that was written doesn't mean that it have to be in stone. I digress, but I feel what you're saying because I'm quite sure it's going to take a whole bunch of laws to remove my said weapon from my premise, right? Or from my person. But I know for sure that even with that right, I have great responsibilities. And even in this situation, in any situation, just because something is written, You have to understand that even if you perceive it to be right, you got to understand that there are responsibilities. And on top of that, if I'm selling it to someone, then I'm just as guilty. Case in point, 
if someone is inebriated, right, and you continue to give them the alcohol, right, you continue to sell them the poison that they're going to continue to sip, you just as guilty as them when they get behind the wheel and drive and just go and slaughter a lot of people because they can't see or, 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 or comprehend or what's going on. Let me know if I'm sounding like an idiot or a fool. Let me know, cause I, I'm look. My mind is not made in stone. I'm I'm adjustable to all of this, but there are ways that we have to look at everything with reasonable expectations. And it's easier for us to say this and that when blood is not on the streets of your loved ones. And I think that though there are those who can sympathize with these guys that's mourning the love of the mourning the loss of their loved ones because they have little ones, right? That they sending out to the schools trusting that they can get a bead of information and knowledge that can propel them to be greater than what they are. That's my ultimate goal. Believe it or not, my ultimate goal is to one day that my little one will achieve more than what I achieve, right? So that's that's first thing. What would you like to see done? As you seem to be tweeting about looking for security mm -hmm. in schools, um, along the solution line of thinking, what, what would you uh, like to see? Well, first thing, uh, me personally, I think. Uh, I know a lot of schools have uh, the two-door system where it's an intercom system that uh, you have to press in order for somebody to buzz you in. Uh, I think, you know, making sure all schools have that, you know, two-door system. And uh, that's the first step. Um, you know, once we get that figured out, then we get to the, you know, other details. Does it feel overwhelming? I mean, just how much needs to be done? No. Because it's a lot that needs to be done, but we're not doing anything. Our our leaders are just sitting back, uh, collecting checks, and just watching things happen. You know, so uh, I think I think we can get it done, but it's all gonna take a collective effort. You know, it's, yeah, it just can't be one group. You know, trying to handle things, or uh, you know, it's just all of us. All of us gonna have to step in. Uh, you know, make sure we build in a safe, safer workplace, uh, safer environment. You know, for us to grow in. Did you see Coach Kerr's speech yesterday, pregame speech? No. What did he say? Oh, along those same lines, he was just he was very upset. Mm -hmm. Feels like there's 50 senators mm -hmm. who could be doing something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I totally agree. You know, um, and and that's the that's the reason why we elect them to sit in those seats uh, to to help us make change. And if change is not being made, there's no point of having the seats. We might well run around lawless. <laughs> oh, That's law. what we're doing anyways, right? Oh, law. How tough is it to focus on practice when, you know, something like that, you got kids and this is on TV and, and you know, you, you will you And they ask this man all the questions. Why are you going to ask them some football Your questions? Family. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very hard. Uh, it's nerve-wrecking to be, to be honest, you know. Uh, you know, every every time I had a chance to go in the locker room, you know, I had to hit up my wife. Hey, how's the kids? Are they home yet? You know, whatever. So it's just, you know, man, it's something that you wouldn't expect, but this is what we're dealing with. And the only thing is, is to make sure we uh, 
put a system in place to fix it. I know your kids are across different ages. Mm -hmm. Are any of them, I mean, are they aware of it? Is that a conversation you have with them? Uh, no, not yet. Um, you know, it's just a, a, a lot to take in, um, you know, especially to uh, bring to your kids' attention. Um, I don't want my kids to be, you know, fearful of going to school and looking over their shoulder every time they're in class. Like, they're too young to have that type of responsibility. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, you know, it was heavy on my heart to, you know, let the parents know also uh, that we can, you know, step up and, you know, start policing our schools that our kids go to. Like, you know, we can't just leave it all on the government. You know, if I get off at three o'clock, two o'clock, whatever, you know, uh, I should take the opportunity myself and, you know, roam the uh, school premises to make sure everything is okay. So uh, that's a challenge to all the parents, you know, if you want to uh, look at your local school district and, you know, see how you can help, I think you should reach out and do it. My guy, uh, Groove, <laughs> he said he looks like Eddie Murphy. He looked like, may he rest in peace, he looked like Charlie Murphy. He do look like Charlie. Charlie! You know, you know, you look like Charlie Murphy a little bit. <laughs> but shout out to D-Law, man. Just for a second. Uh, there we go. Put a picture out there a few weeks ago. Could you cut the braids or cut the dreads? Uh, yes, sir. You look trim. What's, what's, what's going on here? Uh, you know, uh, you know, I had my fun with my dreads. Uh, you know, it was Yo. a growing stage that I was going through. Um, you know, I started growing them when I entered the NFL. And, you know, I mean, they grew so fast on me, uh, they got heavy. Mm -hmm. So uh, this year, you know, I, I'm t I turned 30 this year. So I'm like, yeah, it's time for me to make a, you know, a grown man change. And, you know, I talked them all. Yeah, you know? but you're on the ground, you just look trimmer. You look fitter. I mean, just, I don't know if it was the hair or what. You just look like you're in better shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you feel uh, like you're in better shape? I mean, you, your face, it looks... Yeah, I feel like I'm in better shape. Um, I feel like uh, this offseason has been one of the most serious ones for me. Uh, just all about, you know, really just being healthy and, uh, you know, taking care of the body, you know, doing rigorous trainings and stuff yep. and, you know, different workouts. Um, so I feel like I'm in a And you place. was able to do it for the first time because most offseason right. you've been re recovering and yeah. not just working out. Yeah, I think uh, the last five offseasons I've been recovering. So this is my first one. Uh, Actually, I'm having, and it's been going good. So, so cutting was symbolic a little bit? Setting up? Cutting, cutting the dreads was symbolic a little bit, recognizing oh, yeah. this is a different. You do like Charlie Murphy, though. I'm trying to find me a good yeah, picture of Charlie. I went through a gross phase with uh, the dreads early in my career, and now, you know, it's time. Uh, well, I'm not going to regrow them just yet, but, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go through my process now. What is your addition to help personally as a team? Y'all have the same defense, same defensive coordinator for consistent years. Yo. What can you do in year two of Dan's? system and how helpful you too. not have to relearn one this year. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, um, being able to have a defense uh, that you're familiar with, is it makes us, you know, the bond more connected uh, for us to come in here, understand each other's job and position. Uh, it makes our job a little easier. So uh, we're not starting at the bottom again. We're, you know, mid-base and, you know, continuing trying to grow. What is your mentality heading into the season, Tank? Become the sat leader again. Wow. I let a rookie, uh, you know, show me up last year. Uh, what? Shout out to my boy, Micah. You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know uh, restate my dominance. Um, you know, let everybody know the, how I'm coming, how I feel, and, you know, the type of respect I'm going to demand when I step on that field. What about the new rookie? What's that like with Sam? And, and how mm -hmm. do you kind of 
show him the way. You know? Yeah, Sam's a great guy. Uh, his personality is awesome. Hope y'all get an opportunity to speak with him. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's still, you know, uh, some things that you don't understand about the NFL as a rookie coming in and, you know, just trying to, you know, touch him up on those details, uh, help him to understand, you know, uh, his different details with his uh, feet and hand placement uh, and so on. So uh, Sam, you know, he has a lot to learn, but uh, he's getting better each and every day. Yeah, that's uh, uh, D-Law, man, not Charlie Murphy, but he do kind of favor Charlie! Charlie Murphy. <laughs> I'm going to have to find that dog on clip of Charlie Murphy. But but they got, like, the clips that I was looking for, they had them all, like, when he had his cancer situation. Uh, and like I say, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Um, My, my thoughts on uh, D-Law with the uh, football sides of things, uh, becoming a sack leader, that will be a, a super plus, man. What was his highest sack total ever? Was it, like, 14? Was it, like, 14? sacks or what have you in one season it had to be 14 right so if he can get if we can get that to happen my goodness man oh my goodness man you merely adopted the dark i was born in it oh my gosh man uh <laughs> it's, it's it's a situation it's a situation. Sounds good. I wonder. I, I, so you said 11 was his highest sack total ever. I thought it was 14 one year. Man, you got me looking now. See, I love to look up uh, these little stats right quick. Let me look it up right quick. Because uh, he was the driving force for the defense on so many things. Let me see if I can get this out the face of the screen right here. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. The name is Law Nation. Y'all want me to keep going? I can keep going. Let me know. Let me know if y'all want me to keep going. Uh, and, and if you're looking up on PFF, it's going to show probably 15 because they don't they, they round up numbers. But let me look up uh, the markets and them. You know, the market law. I appreciate everybody, man. And and I don't want you guys to get all in your feelings about about me and my thoughts on uh, GUN control. Yeah, that's 14. So with 15 and 16. Come on, pull up, man, pull up. Because those who convinced against their will is of the same opinion still, right? Eight sacks in 2015, and it had to be, I think, 2016. So 17 and 18 were the two years, right? No, it couldn't be. I thought, man, this thing moving slow. All right, 15. So he had 14 and a half sacks in in uh, 2017 because I know they round up. 79 pressures, which is good. 52 hurries. If we can get if we can find a way to get a piece of this to Marcus Lawrence. My gosh. And then 2018 he followed that back up with the 11 sacks. They might round it up to 12. Let's see. Uh 13 so they rounded up to 13. So he had 12.5, I believe. So it, it is what it is. And 63 pressure, 11 hits, what have you. Even if we can get this level of production, baby, that would be crazy, man. That that would flat out be crazy. Um, <clears throat> appreciate you, Todd Cook. Appreciate you. And uh, Dallas Cowboys, I thought it was 14 or so. Well, I think they round up. I think his highest sack total ever been like 14 and a half. 
and I believe with PFF, they don't do uh, a half numbers. They round it up, which is, you know, I think that that's a good way to look at it because what's, what's really a half of a sack, right? Like the other player touched him, like, just go ahead and round that thing up. So that's why when you look up Doris Armstrong's sack on PFF, it shows six sacks in one year, which we understand, like, like I really don't like the half. Like we're gonna split it. Like nah, that, that should be a full sack, man. <laughs> Let's go ahead around that thing. So we got Schultz. God dog, they had a marathon thing with Dak. All right, so Dak interview is about fifteen minutes long. You guys want to do that one? Um, and I hope. To, if they if they talk more of the the, the GUN stuff and, and rights or what have you, and I'll, I'll muster through it because I haven't heard the interview. But I guess I guess we can just go ahead and play that one too. You know, I, I my thing is this is the whole thing of the channel. I want to I want you guys to come here to get away from talking about other stuff and other issues. Right. But that's just how this channel works. <laughs> we don't, we don't hide or we don't shy away from any conversation. Right. So we're going to listen through it. I give you guys my opinion, not, not facts to the matter. It's just opinion. So uh, let that be known fact checkers that this is just my opinion. It's an independent opinion. And this is not the opinion from someone else. This is just my thoughts. And that's how we do this particular marathon slash show. Okay. So let's go. I mean, I can't, I can't sift through a conversation and only speak on things that, you know, that's appeasing to you guys because that wouldn't be law, right? <laughs> we only going to talk about the sunshines and rainbows. <laughs> no, y'all came here like, man, I want to know what's, what's the real, like how law thinks about things, about situations, right? And granted to me personally, I know that, you know, certain positions, certain titles and certain things that you do, it's not given to you. You got to earn it, right? Like the position that I applied for and I got, it's like you, you minimum had to have to have a 3.0 GPA. What if you had a 2.9? No, you literally had to have a 3.0 from an accredited university. Man, what about if I got it from DeVry or somebody? Nah, you know, we, we look at that, but it got to be from these sets of university, right? And your degree in the in the uh scores have to be in this category right and then you have to take another test and then you have to go pass through a screening a public trust screening right this is we're talking about a federal high-end position so it's not given to so i understand right with great power with great power comes great responsibility with great details of things like that so I understand, you know, and, and this is the situation. Not everybody can have my position. Not everybody can be an analyst. Not everybody can do what I do. But there are those that do some things that I can't do. And I understand that. <laughs> Somebody said, the elite. Coming out of this offseason. Uh, good. I mean, healthy. Uh, healthiest I've been in a long, long time. So I'm just blessed uh, to, to start there and to be able to, to come in healthy and just to work on uh, myself and just overall my whole game and not just particularly getting one element of my body healthy and just 
um, just being all out there and not having any restrictions or held back from being in, engaged in the team activities and just uh, it's exciting and having the offseason program back. Obviously, um, being held with COVID the last two years, it's it's good. Get the young guys in early, get them started, uh, just yep. get the ball in play and just um, running plays feels great. Before we go with more of the OTAs, yeah, just with your foundation tonight and, and the town hall coming less than 32 hours after another tragedy, if you can just talk about that, your thoughts, what tonight's town hall will be about and going forward. That's a lot, I know. Yeah, I mean, well, the town hall I'm having tonight, um, blessed, obviously, just with this platform to be able to host something um, as such with so many leaders and community leaders um, around the DFW area and, honestly, our leaders of tomorrow with the youth and just being able to get them in the same room and um, create conversation and engage in these conversations that, obviously, we're lacking. And I think the 32 uh, over the past 32 hours shows you that, just um, the the lack of conversation and understanding and empathy we're having for one another as as humans. And uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I think too many times we run from um, conflict, and I mean that by the questions and the conversations. Hmm. And um, if yesterday and two weeks ago and all of what we've been through hasn't been a call for each and every one of us to, to – uh, for help, for help to, for our neighbor and to, um, for, for what's going wrong on what's going on with them individually and um, how we're protecting and policing and serving one another throughout our community. Um, something has to be done and a change has to happen now. And I'm blessed to be able to have a to be able to start a conversation and have it, uh, as I said, shortly after this has happened. So I'm sure things of that nature will be brought up. And as I said, they will cause uncomfortable conversations. But I know so much growth and um so much positive can come from that in the, in the negative world that we're living in. And that's kind of been your, your thrust from the start, wasn't it? I mean, because you're getting, like, members of the police to sit down with the community with the problems they have, and it's actually trying to start a conversation versus just the just the political talking points. I yeah, guess. no, we're, we're definitely, it's, it's the conversations, as you right, said, the uh, right, political right. leaders, the, um, the law enforcement, and then our community, the, the ones that they are serving, uh, getting them face-to-face -face and allow them to have these open dialogues of why they feel uncomfortable or they don't feel protected or what this anxiety or stigma or all this is that's bringing us apart, what it's about, and let's bring it to the forefront. So, as I say, we can have these uncomfortable conversations. It but is, We can yep. get somewhere from them and not continue to show division like we are. Are you talked about those types of things in the locker room. I know Tank was very outspoken when he came by here 20 minutes ago. Yeah, um, the locker room's a special place. And, and, I, and I say that yep. because I don't want to say those things don't have to be talked about, but those things are dealt with day in and day out um, because this locker room's built of so many people from different backgrounds, different, um, different uh, everything, religions, race, you name it. And because we're all in a common goal, we've worked and we've already hashed out some of these things that um, when something of this magnitude's happened, it would be wrong if we didn't mention it as we'd have in our offense and defense. But to say that we've got to dial in and mm -hmm. get to know one each other, one another better, um, the locker room has that. And that's why the locker room's special. And I, and I think uh, the world needs more of those, on, needs more locker rooms, whatever it may be, whether it's your workforce or not. And uh yeah, simple as that. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Hold on, hold on. We got we got some unbelievable breaking news. Out of we Philadelphia. I talked stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's a better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. You're, you're crying. I'm hurt. I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You gonna flap the hat one more time for the Eagles? <laughs> the hard 
Let's go, birds fly, eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. <laughs> Every time I see the Eagle fan jump up in here talking that noise, I just got to go tune into my sister station. Shout out to CW. Appreciate y'all so much for giving me that unbelievable insight to what's going on over there. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Uh, Jay versus said, I thought <laughs> I was serious. It was serious. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to bring y'all, you know, I, I do believe in the vibration theory. We are all energetic, energetic creatures and low vibrations, man, can can kill you almost over here. So I, I don't want you guys to have low energy. I want you to pump your energy up so that you guys can remain healthy or what have you. But it's, it's strange how people were banging on the table a couple of years ago. Defund the police, and now they said, "Hey, man, let's 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 put some funds in the police to have this department really, really ready to protect." So you can't have it both ways. That's why I said, man, politics and, and political talk, man, will get you lost because somebody somebody break into your house, and then the first thing you want to say, "Hey, call the cops." <laughs> but wait a minute, what was it you the one saying defund them, take the money away? Come on, you can't have it both ways. But that's just how it goes, man. This how this, this world is crazy. Uh, <clears throat> uh, oh my gosh, uh, was never about taking money from the police. Well, let's listen. You're right. You're right. You never talk about and taking money from them. Because you have family members that don't live with you. They live elsewhere. They could be impacted by going to a school or getting pulled over or anything of that nature. I mean, I don't know how something like that doesn't impact anyone, everyone. I don't care if you're an athlete or not. Um, we're talking about children. We're talking about the future. Um, the future. I, mean, I don't have kids yeah. and can't imagine having to send my kid to school with that anxiety, um, with that. Honestly, it, it makes me fearful to have children and that's not right that's sad um yeah yeah, yeah. Have, have you been told to stick to sports have you heard that from some people or, <laughs> no i don't know if anyone's that um They're ignorant crazy. to tell me that yeah. to be honest with yeah. you yeah yeah all right we got a caller man we got a caller that's calling the hotline my guy vip what's good it's VIP, baby. <laughs> Talk to me, man. You're live on the show, man. Your first call of the day, man. What's good with you, man? Yeah, first, first off, I want to say shout out to Dak because I think what Dak said is the analogy I used right. when I was talking about this whole race relations. Um, you know, I don't know why people act like it's they're so super sensitive to talk about racism. Uh, you know, yeah, hey, racism yeah. still exists. Right. You know, it's, it's nothing to, the, the more we run from it, right, right, the, the more it manifests. Yep. So, it, it, and you know, I'm a king of analogies, right? My right, Italian right. friend, one of my closest friends, my paisan, he said the same thing. He's like, Loki, man, I don't see racism. I don't see colors. So his friends, his sons, and daughters are friends with my son. So I brought him over to the house, and I encourage everybody to do this. Right. I brought him over to the house and brought him over and played Monopoly with him. And said, guess what? This is We're going to show you a little bit of racism in the Monopoly game. Right. So I told 
his sons and my son to play Monopoly. Right. I let his son had to let my son go around the board 400 times, and he had to move my son's thing around 400 times, let my son accumulate all the houses, resources on the board. Yep. And then after the 400th time, it's his turn to go. Now, the little kid is looking like tears in his eyes like, man, this isn't fair. You got all the resources. You took all the money. That's exactly what happened when the slaves were free after they fought the Civil War. They were free to nothing and then were locked up for loitering. So the fact that everybody is afraid to talk about racism is the reason why we have these problems manifesting law. We need to just have a locker room mentality in this world. We're all in this world together. Despite our color, our pigments of our skin, we are all in this world together. We have one common goal, and we want to see our kids in a better place than us. Yep, the kids we are regressing. You know, you know one thing. I, I'm gonna say this though. You know, when you when you start talking about we are the the, the melting pot, like everybody is from different cultures is together in the United States, right? We got different right. culture, you know, it's like this is the world where everybody now, you know, not talking about what happened 400 or, or, or 300 years ago. And we still right. see some of the implications of that. But what I'm trying to say is, is that this football Cowboys, right, is the uh-huh. one unit that it doesn't matter. Everybody is in the same is on the same team. Right. Right. There's no, right, there's, right. No, there's not a okay. This is a a black guy. This is a Chinese guy. This is a a you know a Mexican guy that's on his team. Not they they look at it and say, hey, this is the Dallas Cowboys. But amen. We under one shield, which is the NFL, right? So at the end of the day, regardless of what color you are. The four ladder, the three ladder network gonna say, "Hey man, the Cowboys suck because they lost, right?" <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so that's the thing that we all have to understand in in this sports. That's why the unity is so such a great situation. Uh, I, I I recall one of the greater movies I got a chance to watch was Remember the Titans. You know uh, oh, how, how Denzel unified everything. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that, they took that's them back to the Yep. Remember after they got to their fights in the locker room? He's like, oh, no, okay, we're waking up 4 in the morning. Yeah. And blood, sweat, and tears were lost here. Yeah. And that's why I like that. When it, you're that talking speech. about Joseph yesterday, yeah. if people can just read that story of Joseph, and if you can't gain empathy, God told us, God gave us one simple task, love thy neighbor. Yeah. Love thy neighbor, bro. That's it. Treat others like you want to be treated. Yep, yep. I mean, it, it'll be it'll be better, man. And uh, I mean, we start researching, man, and and then you say, okay, those are the ten commandments which they took, and now you're supposed to understand that. But what about the forty-two laws of Matt? Of Matt? So you got to start oh, looking Matt. at. Do your research on that. So now you're sitting there like, wow, wow, there's another level to this. But that's a whole nother theory that i don't have time to talk about but it is what right, it right. is fam you know so there's a lot of stuff that we don't know that we need we, to know 
as we get to the football, and how this aligns with football is, if everybody took exactly what Dak said about just that football mentality. I remember playing a sport. Right. And I know when I'm playing football, I don't see a skin color. That is my brother. Yep. I could give a dog what his ethnicity background is. Yep. That is my brother. I will lay my life on the line for him. So yep. that kind of spills out into the real world when you see your teammate and your teammate hurting. Like like what I heard what D-Law said today, and it made me go think back of going back to homeschooling. I should not have to worry about my son going to school yeah. and prepping him for life. This is this is like we live in World War Z. Well, we have to prep our kids for combat at school. Mm-hmm. How can you concentrate on school if I'm preparing you for combat in war? Yep, it's hey man, VIP. That 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 is a real, real, real situation. Yep, you're right. And, 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 Law, I know you have children, so I know you empathize towards this. And like you yeah. said, I fear, I fear today somebody like that feds drop that you got somebody come knocking on the door. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, what, what Biggie say? It's going to be a whole lot of slow singing, flower bringing, if my burger low arm starts ringing. Yeah. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I already know VIP, but, but, but this, this is the thing though, man. It, it's a situation that, 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 that we will have to all look into the mirror. Amen. And, so, and what, what will Amen. be better uh, for, for a collective, not just for an individual. Amen. And that's the hardest thing to like, like if you really look at everything that we do know that we are in a capitalistic society, whereas everybody yes, want to get rich. Everybody want to have the wealth of fortune and fame. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and my boy Tupac says one thing we all adore yes, and, and we see so many things that happen in this world because they trying to get that dollar when they don't really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was watching, like uh, this uh, this clip of someone saying that man, we sending billions of dollars, billions of billions. dollars, billions, not not thousands or millions, billions of dollars overseas to help aid in the war. We barely have uh-huh. roads that's right in the night war. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> you know, right, here. War, right here or right here in Dallas. What, so, you know yeah. what Pac said? Pac said we got money for war. Well, we can't even feed the poor. Yeah. How, how we got money for war and we can't even feed our poor? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's amazing to me, Law, and this is why I love sports because, like you said earlier, you created this for an uh, avenue for people to get their mind away from right. the everyday. Yeah, yeah they're away from the you everyday. You can't ignore the gorilla in the room. Like you said, I'm just not going to get on here yeah. and plead ignorance towards the world and put those horse blinders on and act like I don't see what's going on. Yeah. Because every day, you, you heard Law. Law said, man, I go in the locker room every five minutes. I'm checking on my children. Yeah. So how can his mind get totally on football if that's the key? Do you see what's So there's real-life situations that equate into this thing of ours, you know, I hate to equate it to the mafia saying, but this thing of ours that we love so much, we have to really start gaining empathy towards how it affects the, the big picture. Yeah, the big you know, and, I, and, and one thing I want to touch on before I leave, that defunding the police, 
is something that I talked about on my radio show law. It's not like they want, obviously, if I call 911 and it's a duress, I expect 911 to pick up. But I'm not, if I call 911, I don't expect to be killed. So yeah, if, yeah. if you go to a, a, a surgeon's table law and you have a 50% chance of dying after you leave your surgeon table, mm-hmm. how inclined are you to get surgery? Yeah. So as a black man in America, every time I interfere or come into a counter with a policeman, whether it's a plane traffic stop or, God forbid, it's a domestic, I have a 50-50 chance of losing my life. Not a ticket, not in jail, losing my life. Yeah, I feel, I feel, you, I feel you on that. I feel you on that VIP. I, I look at it like this, man. I'm from I'm from Mississippi, baby, and and I, I'll never forget, man. Uh, true story, man. <laughs> I, I was coming up. I was working at a call center co- called Comcast. I was pulling out. It was in Madison. I was pulling up out of the call center, and I forgot to put my seatbelt on. And the Uh-oh. officer was walking up to the car, and you know what I did? You know what put I did? Put your seatbelt on. No, I didn't reach for my seatbelt. <laughs> I said, officer, thank yeah. God you pulled me over. He was like, sir, you know why? I said, no, thank God you pulled me over, man. You reminded me that I'm supposed to have my seatbelt on, man. Praise God to you, man. Hey, man, it's a re- beautiful day out here. Hey. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm going to put my seatbelt on now, officer. I appreciate what you're doing out here in the community. And before he can say, man, I, we don't like you, and he, was like, he was like, well, buddy. Did you hand him a Dunkin' Donut too, Lord? Did you give him a donut to call me? No. I said, man, I was, I was praising him. I was like, man, thank you, man. You're doing a wonderful job, man. you working out here all day. Man, when your shift get over, man, I just got, got off of mines, man. But I appreciate you for, for pulling me over, man. Lord knows what would have happened if I would have continued down that road without my seatbelt on, man. But I appreciate you for all that you're doing. He's like, uh, well, well, license and registration, sir. Well, here you go, officer. I appreciate you. And then he said he just he just did just like look look he just did just like this all right uh well 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 Mr Thomas you can get you have a good day and just uh just be sure to put that seatbelt on next time I said yes sir yeah <laughs> that you got to do sometimes following your approach but why should I have to wear down my personality. To cater to you because you have a misperception. But, but, but you, you know, now you know how sometimes. But, but, but like, what, I what, what I said earlier, what, what I said earlier, there, there, there's energies, man. There's vibrations, man. Right, and, and sometimes right. people, look, I, I'll never forget, like, like stand-up comedy, Cedric the Entertainer, he said we live by a different code. We yes. live off of yes. I wish. You know, yeah, I, wish, I wish I wish somebody is in my seat. I wish somebody is sitting in my seat. I'd have paid all of this money. You know, yes, no. but the other side of the table, they live off of. I hope I hope no one is sitting in my seat. But Cedric, he was like, I wish a mother sucker yes, would be no. sitting in my seat. But sometimes that energy. You fool around and run up on the wrong person. And then they sitting. They literally sitting in your seat. 
which they don't belong. But you telling them, hey, get off my mother's, you know what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden there's a fighting fisticuffs when the whole day could have just been a wonderful situation when you can just tell them, hey, 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 I, I see that you're sitting in my seat. That's my assigned seat. But you get what I'm saying? And that's on a, that's just me collectively speaking. That's all I'm like saying. You, like Miley said, you get more with honey than you do with ish. You, I, you I, do. I you do. So, 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 man, VIP, man, when, when you're getting pulled over, man, don't think the worst, man. Start putting those positive thoughts there, out there to the universe, and your ancestors will speak back to you and say hey, everything will be calm, everything will be okay. But if you start feeding into the negative, man, I promise you, you, you you'll be sweating every time you see the red and whites. And, and I get it, right? I get it, though. I get where you're coming from. Oh, trust me, I know. Like I, I know how to play the game. Sometimes you got to fake it to make it. Yeah, you do. But it's a shame that I, you know we got it. I'm, I'm six foot two, two twenty, bro. I, I can't. It's only so much I can fake. You, you know what I mean? So I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put on my best, my best uncle's Sam behavior and 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 try to digress. But I just think that the more that we we talk to each other and strip that perception down, that we can live in this world in a better place because I, I shouldn't have to water myself down to change your, your perception. Do you mo, see what mo, I'm saying? Mo, because most certainly. I do. Most certainly. But the only reason why I'm saying I got, I got people, man, that's sitting in my corner. There's FBI agents, CI agents, marshals right here in the state of Texas. And I understand, man, and, and of different hue, skin, or what have you. I could pick up the phone right now and ask them what's going on, what, what's going on in, in the state of Texas and who – need to do this and need to do that. You know what I'm saying? And they put mm-hmm. their lives out there on the line. And what would it look oh, like yes. for me to say, hey, man, you know, me as a brother, that would be crazy, man, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I have, my uncle is a, is a cop. So I understand their pain. I, I have empathy for all. Right. But what I don't, I just want to be, have clear vision on Exactly like you said, we can't. I can't wake up and act like man, it's raining outside, and I'm not gonna wear an umbrella. Right. I'm taking my umbrella out if it's raining. So right. I'm just saying that we can't close our eyes towards things, but we need to have these conversations because maybe this will open up other people's eyes and other people's ears. Because you're the same cop friends that you have. Like I just interviewed a cop, um, an officer last week. His name was Officer Friendly, and we we're having the same race relation conversation. Right. And and I think once you spark a conversation, it opens eyes and ears. God gave us two ears for a reason. Right, right. And so we can adhere things better. So once we become better listeners and everybody can listen to others' empathies and problems, like I, I was explaining that I don't think the White House will be the real White House and Congress will be the real Congress until it represent all ethnicity. So every ethnicity that's on this earth or in the United States should be represented in the White House. So the Spanish should have a Hispanic president they can rely on. Therefore, oh man, you talking about <laughs> no, 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 VIP man. I appreciate you, man. But that would, that would be a crazy situation there, man. But but what else you got for the show? Before I let you go, bro. Okay, all right. Let me get to football before I let you go. I see we have a couple of um, injuries. I'm not sure if you're up on him right now, but I saw my boy was, um, my boy had a boot on. What's up with, um, our boy that came over that, that got a boot on? Is it, is it, um, something that we should be worried about? 
because I saw his vote, and then I see Ty Smith is down. Who's replacing him in the OTAs in the number ones? That's what I want to know. Well, I know you got the insight. So who's replacing Ty Smith? I know we're not meaning moving Mr. Nasty out there yet. So no. who's doing that number one? The, the, the main Who's thing is, shoot, Matt Wellesco, Josh Ball, those those would be the two guys that would be getting those quality reps. Uh, from what I All heard from, from, from Brian Broadus yesterday when he did his breakdown assessment of everything, uh, they got Tyler Smith with the twos. They don't even have him with the ones. So it's going to be a situation right. whereas he's going to have to earn that spot, which is given, right? Which right. is given. I like that. Which is given. You know, I don't want to just give somebody a situation and say, "All right, this is yours because you were drafted in the first. No, and mm-hmm. and that that is a situation. Whereas I look at it just like this: let the, let Connor McGovern learn as all that he can because he was thrown at that left tackle, well, left guard role last year. He never played on the right. left side of the field ever in his life. So let's see how this thing shake down. But also, training camp, people fail to realize, is a long, long yes, it battle. It is not. It, you may, yes, it, it may seem short, but it's a long battle out there in the heat for two days or what have you. And and here's another thing, or or they just normally practice once a day. But here's the thing yeah, too. I don't think they do two a day. Remember, we used yeah. to do three a day. Three a day, so, you know, but. I think they yeah. have a meeting out in Oxnard. They have a, a morning meeting, and then they have the installments, and then they they, they let us see everything. But uh, I, I would tell you with James Washington, they said uh-huh. that he'll be ready in two weeks, nothing to, to, to worry about. That's just lip service. But for right okay. now, but for right now, shoo, let those rookies get those quality reps in. I think James Washington will be okay. Point. That's what I was getting to. I kind of like the fact that, that Big T. Smith is out because now we can know what we're getting. But when let's go because Ball, we didn't really – Ball didn't even get his feet in the water last year, right? He was basically redshirted. So we really don't know what we have with him yet. He was stashed. I like the well, let's yeah. go wallet kid. So I think if we get him, let him get his feet wet, yep. get his legs underneath him, because we all know. T. Smith is good for four games out. Like we can, we can pretty, pretty much put that in stone. He'll be out at least four games. So why not get this kid prepared now? He's got a little nastiness with him. I've been watching this with Let's Go Kid. He got a little nasty with yeah, him. He do got so a little nasty. We, so yeah. we can get to that and Broncos get. Like I said, let's get back to the run and get back to the Mister Nasty time, and that cures all AIDS, bro. Thank you, no, no doubt, man. I appreciate you for calling in, fam. It's Mr. Nasty, thank you. You're right. How about them cowboys? Let's go, Let's man. Let's go, Law. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for calling in, fam. Let's VIP, man. Hey, you know, it's good for us to have those uncomfortable conversations with no commercial breaks, just straight. Right now, if I was on a syndicate, radio station or espn they probably just fire me today you know or espn or uh nfl network they would have like 40 commercials right about now hey we're gonna have to tune in to commercials we will be right back after these words from our sponsors you know (laughs) oh my gosh man but it is what it is uh biotish have some nastiness yes you're right uh what about isaac alicone alicone um 
I'll have to see, man. I'll have to see. Shout out to y'all, man, for tuning in. That's my guy, man. Let me give him a, a siren uh, for, for calling in and for being the first caller of the show, what have you. How long I've been live, Cowboy Nation? Y'all let me know. We are scary this year. We are scary. Is your level of frustration, is it greater now than when you started the foundation, or did you know this, this is a journey and it's about – forming relationships and it, it takes time for true transformation. I mean, I guess where, where are you kind of emotionally with all that? Yeah, I mean, I'm frustrated because obviously I want to do so much and I feel like people are, but uh, when things happen like they did yesterday, it shows you that we're not close and we're actually going in the wrong direction. But I definitely knew this was a journey and I jumped in my foundation and created what I did with the idea that I know changes and things won't happen tomorrow, that this is going to take a process and it takes me using my platform and getting everybody, the leaders and everybody that I can involved. And as I said, to create these conversations so we can actually make a change and get somewhere. Back to football real quick. Mr. Lamb, how have you seen him grow since he started in 2020? Yeah, I mean, so much. Obviously, uh, just picking up the playbook and just his knowledge of the game and just his feel. Um, and just being able to, I mean, you've seen in the season, play inside, play outside, wherever we put him. Um, he's, he's locked in, he's getting better, and he's growing, uh, and, and he's always talking to me. We're communicating, and so we're always taking a step. And now for him to step in the shoes of, of the guys, the number one receiver, I know he's, um, he's excited to, to, to wear those, those pants, I guess you can say, and um, make the most of it. Yeah, 2.5 hours? I did, yeah. Uh, well, my two other locker mates left, so um, I was a little lonely and decided, you know, he's the guy. So I uh, just wanted, I mean, obviously just being young, knowing that, I mean, hopefully he's my, my, my receiver till I'm done playing. So uh, just being able to bring him closer, more conversations, just he's right there, accessible to talk and uh, just communicate. So. You, talked about, you talked about the details with the difference for him in the whole offense this third season for him. How have those details been ironed out, do you feel, with your time with him this offseason? Yeah, I mean, we're continuing to work on him, and that's a, it's a process. And that's he, he mentioned that because that's something this whole offense has uh, hung our hat on, is getting better in the details because those are the things that uh, show up late in the year. And so we're just trying to dial in and, as, we, as I said, focus on each and every one of those and um, never look over them and never take them for granted. So no matter what it is, uh, just being detailed to, and purposeful in all of our work. You have your teamwork here, but you also have time to work individually from your footwork technique. What have you been able to work on this offseason that for so much of last offseason you couldn't work on as your rehab? Yeah, I mean, everything, honestly. Uh, we were testing. 10-yard starts or something like that the other day. And uh, mine may not have been what I wanted it to be, but I can tell you it was much better than it was last year. So, you know, I'm improving, and, and there we go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just about getting better, as I said, in every aspect of my game and not just necessarily rehabbing. Uh, so I feel great. It's the footwork, it's the foot speed, and it's uh, just being consistent throughout. You see the talk that people say you guys have taken a step back in talent just because of who you lost, and there's no please name people you replaced them with. And I don't know if you... What gets you excited and to prove them wrong or that you guys know that you can be as good as you were and better? Yeah, because we know what we have in this locker room and we know what we can be. Right. Um, talent uh, is one thing, but if you don't fulfill it, uh, it doesn't really mean anything. So um, just from the, the names and stuff like that, we've got young players that just haven't had a chance to make a name for themselves. So uh, excited for those guys to be able to do that and for them to prove people wrong. Um, I know what this team has and the men that they have and the coaches and the leadership. And um, yeah, we definitely did take a step back. Uh, we're going to continue to get better. And that's what this offseason is about. That's what uh, moving towards uh, moving forward is. That's a good uh, observation uh, by the media to point out, like, hey, you know, you lost talent. Uh, you may be taking a step back and listening to it from, from their leader. Um, 
I don't really necessarily say that this is putting lipstick on a pig, but none of these guys are proven uh, outside of probably the two years that you have out of uh, C.D. Lamb. I, I told you guys before that even um, um, James Washington, his highest total was 44 receptions. Shoot, we had our third wide receiver to just do that and got a big bag in Miami. So we will be uh, looking at this as a situation whereas C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, those boys got to step up. And that's the area of the unknown. But y'all know what I say, the unknown. Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. So what do that mean? The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. And also... Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns, things we don't know that we don't know. You're right. Smith told me that you invited him to an event that you had, and Neville Gallimore was talking about how some of the older guys don't make him feel like there's necessarily the one dog. Has there been a concerted effort by you and some of the veterans to make sure that there's a chemistry and that all these guys feel included and they're part of the group and... Part of one collective goal, and if so, where does that come from? You know, I've been uh, fortunate, blessed since I've been on this team. It's it's been that type of chemistry, camaraderie, and brotherhood. I can say is that there's not ever been in this locker room one guy bigger than the rest. So um, for these guys, young guys to come in and pick that up and to feel that, um, that's a compliment. I, I'd say to all the guys that have been here, and to the coaches, and just to the people that put so much effort in making sure the locker room is a good and healthy place. And um, that, that answers the question of why we don't necessarily have to have full-blown conversations about what's happening outside of this world is because uh, everybody's inclusive, and that's what we want it to be is uh, we're as good as our weakest link. So if everybody continue to raise and push each other on the way to being great, uh, we'll be just fine. That's a good question. Uh, according to Jane Slater, also, uh, Navel Gallimore and he gained 16 pounds of muscle. According to her, let me see if I got it right here, 16 pounds of muscles. And let me move Dak out of the way. Get out of the way, Dak. You know, uh, it says defensive tackle. Navel Gallimore told me he put on 16 pounds of muscle while maintaining his mobility. So do you guys recall by like two, three weeks ago, I said, hey, I would not be surprised if Navel Gallimore can play that DT1 spot, that that one technique and, and slide Osa as being primarily the uh, three-tech guy, and you still have Law on one side, and, of course, Dante Fowler as a rotation or as Sam Williams or Doris Armstrong. There could be a situation and scenario. We all like Carlos Watkins. We like what he brought to the table last year. But if you look at Navel Gallimore, while healthy, the dude was a monster. We call him the Gilla monster. Shout out to my guy, Big Game James. So if he is seeking to be a dog and he said he's a dog, well, let's let let this dude be that dog, you know. <coughs> Give it to him because I, I like to see this manifest itself into a good season. And it's always goes back to what I said earlier. And it goes back to this. Well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns, things we don't know that we don't know. So you understand the words I'm saying to you? Yeah. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Let's go with it, baby. What's your favorite part about when the rookies match with the veterans? 
The questions. Uh, the questions are always the greatest. I mean, these guys come in and just uh, when they ask a question, it makes you remember and realize how how uh, fast six and seven years goes. And just it feels like I was there yesterday wondering right. the same things about the vets or how to take care of your body or what's the best way to study the playbook. So uh, just those those natural conversations where they're trying to become a pro and they're just looking for the answers and the techniques and tools to do that. Um, it's fun. What's the best way on the field for a young receiver to make a positive impression on the starting quarterback and earn his confidence? Yeah, uh, catch every ball thrown his way. Show that, show that he has range. Um, but uh, more importantly, uh, breaking, breaking the huddle with confidence, um, showing, in, showing, in, uh, showing you know what to do, that you can take it from the film room, uh, from the classroom, and you can go out there and do it on the field, that when we break the huddle, you're going to line up in the right spot, you know what you're doing, you're confident in that, and you can just play fast. So the quicker these guys pick up the playbook, um, the quicker it's, it's, or the easier it is to notice on the field. So uh, I'm seeing some people just hating on the dude Dak Prescott, and I have to remind the uh, Eagles that, that's here watching right now, Dak Prescott against the NFC East is a crazy record of 25 and 6. Now, as much as I talk a lot of stuff, Cowboy Nation, if the Eagles literally had a quarterback that had this type of record against my team or against the team that I'm playing against in that division, I would literally hush. I would literally be like, you know what? I ain't going to even talk about him because his record is 20. Now, it would be a different story if this was like 25 and maybe 20 or 25 and let's say 25 and, and 19 or something like that or, or some crazy other number. I would be looking at it like, yeah, you know, but but 25 and 6, that, that's, a, that's not a close number. And – let me just pull this up again for all of the Eagles fans. This is to know for you guys. This is just an educational class for you guys on this one. The Dallas Cowboys record versus Eagles. And here's the thing. Let's pull it all the way around because we we want we want to really really the two teams have met each other 126 times, including four pro season games, with the Philadelphia Eagles winning 54 games and the Dallas Cowboys winning 72 games. 72 and 54. Those numbers are not close. So, and, and last I checked, the Dallas Cowboys was founded in 1960. The Eagles been founded, I believe, in the 1930s. They are the oldest team. But it seems as if, though, they are looking up to the younger brother. You know, that's just crazy. But let's go. Seven does come pretty quick. But when you look back on your career so far, what stands out? How fast it's went. Uh, honestly, I said six the other, like about a month ago, and Zeke said, no, we're going on seven. So uh, I don't know if it's the year I missed that I'm just blocking out or not. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it goes fast, but I'm, I'm just blessed. I mean, blessed, obviously, just to be, uh, be at this team, this platform, and have the teammates that we do. Um, 
it's in seven years uh, to be one of the older guys. Uh, it's different, obviously, thinking about when the time that I came in and how that rookie year was, but just knowing the impact that I have on these young rookies and these young players. Oh my God! Not just me, all of these guys and us as a locker room that uh, we've got to expedite their, their their growth and make sure that they're ready to play now and um, we're getting all the tools they need to get ready for training camp. You mentioned Zeke. What's your expectations for him this year? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I gotta give. I gotta give. <laughs> All right. So uh, somebody made a point and said that was long ago and we are talking about now. The last three visits, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Eagles. The last three, if you want to throw in the last four, I get it, you know. But the last three visits, Were the losses a blowout, yes or no? And let me let me listen in to a resident Eagles guy. You know, I, I got to listen in to him because I think that he would know. You know, uh, I, I just need to hear it from his mouth. Breaking news from Eagles community. We have two teams, in my opinion, with the greatest rivalry as far as this city is concerned, took the field. And the team from this city, they didn't even show up. We got out coached. We got out physical. We got out manned. We got out wanted to. We got out aggressive. You, you name it. Any adjective that you can come up with, the Dallas Cowboys outdid us in that area. Because if there's two games that you get up for, you get up for the damn Dallas Cowboys. The two teams, in my opinion, with the greatest rivalry as far as this city is concerned. I, I, I don't know if anybody that's in his chat got more credentials than him. So <laughs> until I can hear some excerpt of him talking about, you know, bloviating what the Eagles can and can't do, y'all need to report to him and let me know when he's going to start speaking glowingly of your eagles or what have you and then i can run and tell that so let, let, let let's talk about the recent history then since y'all want to talk about you removing the past it, it's quite strange to me that now all of a sudden 2017 seems a far far away from now right it's going on five years now eagles you better better tighten up you better tighten up because if not, if not, 20 years, look, I'm a, I, I witnessed it, 20 years can happen just like that. So you better be careful. <laughs> you better be careful. Uh, nothing ever changes my expectations of Zeke, of uh, who he is, how, how he leads this team, uh, how he approaches the game. Uh, he comes in like a pro each and every day and does that. Uh, so <laughs> I expect his best. Uh, when you do that and you do it with the intensity, uh, the intent, intentfulness uh, that he does, um, he's going to get better. Um, so when, when Zeke healthy, I don't think there's a better bet. You have a young guy come in. When you have a young guy come in like Tolbert, who it appears is going to have a big impact yeah. early because of injury, do you – schedule time just with him or do you like to do it in a group with the other guys so he can see how they respond to you or yeah, how I mean, do you go about that? Yeah, so that time will come. Right now I just want him to pick up the playbook. Uh, I don't want to give him too much or give him um, right, right. Uh, extended, I guess you can say, details of something that he doesn't even know the first step to. So right now it's about picking up the playbook, getting as much as he can down, and as those questions 
uh, grow for him, I'll answer those. And that's where the time will come of getting him one-on-one, -on -one, watching film, uh, and just making sure that we're seeing things the right way. And, uh, yeah, he's a smart guy. He's already picked up on, on a lot. And um, those questions are already starting. So we're, we're moving fast. I know it's not something new for you and Mike to have a conversation like you did after practice today on the field, but we know our talking that long isn't more about practice, the team. Like, take us through why that's important. Um, life, honestly. I mean, it just depends. It depends on if some came up in practice and it's about that or um, if it's about what's happening and going on in our country or whether it's about the locker room and if there's anything that needs to be addressed. Uh, just to have that, as I've talked over and over, just his genuineness and just being able to approach him and him approach me, whether it be about football, life, or the locker room, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's important and make sure that uh, the messages and everything are aligned. Regarding the offense-wide focus about details, how do you localize that in terms of what about the details has your attention most in terms of your own game and, and, and the entire offense? Yeah, uh, for me, my details are or footwork in the sense of uh, just being consistent late in the year. Um, you work a lot, a lot on things and uh, <laughs> throughout be the moving, season, but making sure that I continue to do it throughout the season, that they're showing up late. And um, as I said, that you don't take those things for granted and then you look up late and uh, the details are the reason why you lost. So I'm um, just trying to be dialed in. That's a, good, that's a good conversation from him, man. I really appreciate everybody who mustered through this. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, it's been a wonderful episode all together. Uh, I appreciate those who tuned in. Thank those who uh, had their conversational pieces on the on the on the um, on the chat log right there. I really appreciate each and every last one of the uh, Philadelphia Eagle fans that's sitting back watching and listening. I appreciate you guys for jumping in. Uh, last year it was the Washington uh, uh, team, and, and now I don't have any Washington guys. So uh, I, I I want those guys to come back and and, and kick it, but. They, they they somehow disappeared, but I got y'all and I got uh, the 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 cowboy fan base that's here now. So I really appreciate all of you guys. But I'm missing out on my Washington people, man. Where my Washington people at? <laughs> what what happened to my uh, Giants people, man? Yeah, yeah, you guys just shout out to the Eagles, though, man. Appreciate y'all, man. At least at least the Eagles, man. At least they. At least they here, man, rolling with the nation, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I, I don't know what happened to the Washington people, man. Now, Eagles, please keep that same energy now. Keep it. You know, I want you guys to keep it. I don't want you guys to turn into what the Washington team did last year. <laughs> they they was all in here, man. Oh my goodness, they was all in here last year. But now they 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 did the Houdini trick. They disappeared from the nation, man. All right, uh, it, it, those were good interviews, man, from the DallasCowboys.com. Y'all be sure to check out the DallasCowboys.com and check out their information. And I got somebody from the 707. You live, man. You live. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, you're alive and you're on the hey. radio or on the channel. What's good? Hey, man. Hey, man. Um, I just wanted to come on here and talk about Dak Prescott, man. I just wanted to come here mm -hmm. and uh, say my piece with Dak Prescott because I've been watching the live stream for the past three days. Right. And I've been hearing a lot of Cowboy fans, man. A lot. Of, there was this one particular Cowboy fan that called, I think yesterday it was. Yep. He was talking about, um, we, can't play, we can't blame Dak for the playoff losses. We can't blame Dak for basically the whole time he's been playing with the Cowboys about any loss. He was basically saying we need to have patience. We should probably maybe 
look at Zeke's fumbles, see these drops, you right. know, stuff like that. And I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, this is my instrument. Over right. the years, and I can get it. I get it. Here, let me say something. I get it. Right, right. I get it. You know, at the end, uh, he didn't really have prime Des Bryant. He didn't really have prime Jason Witten. But at the same time, he still had all this damn talent. And I can go over right. the talent he had. Right. Go, I, go, I go over the talent. Yeah, go over the talent, man. I love to hear that. Go over the talent. Randall Cobb, Cole mm-hmm. Beasley, you know, uh, probably arguably one of the best centers ever to play. Travis Frederick, you right. know, now C.D. Lamb. Mike Gallup, Omar Cooper, you know, Blake Jarwin, Don Schultz, down the list. You know, talent, mm-hmm. man. He's had O-line. I don't want to hear none. Oh, he's never really had a healthy O-line. Yes, right. he has. He's had Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Zeke was, to me, good. You know, right. so it's like we got to put the blame on Dak because he is the guy that has the ball and throws the ball. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And somebody did a comparison about, you know, if Dak was on, you know, let's say with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is over here. Right. Honestly, that one play, I don't know if you guys remember it, that one play where Dak threw to Cedric Wilson probably could have caught it, you know? Probably could have caught it. To me, Patrick Mahomes would have made that throw. But I get it, the line was collapsing. He was going to get sacked. So he had to just throw it, and he didn't, you know, pull off his back foot, you know? So it's like those are the type of things I'm talking about, though. Like, to me, Patrick Mahomes would have made that play. But all I'm saying is y'all got to put the blame on Dak, bro. I hate this. What? And the dude's talking about having patience. What pace, What more do you want? You want us to wait more than three years? You want to make another three years? So you let me ask you this. So let me ask you this. Who, who who do you want as your quarterback right now outside of four? I, outside of four, man. See, that's that's hard because, I mean, that's not realistic. You know, there is nobody that, that that's in the league right now that's a free agent that I'd want or trade for. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would like Dak. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with me. I don't wish we had any other quarterback but Dak, honestly. I believe Dak, you know, Dak, like some callers said yesterday, is probably one of the hardest working dudes on that team in the NFL, you know, and I see it. And I see his – you were on a stream, like, I don't know when it was, maybe about a week ago or two weeks ago, you were were on a stream with three other dudes, and he was talking about – he threw out Dak's fourth quarter stats. And Dak probably has one of the best fourth quarter stats. He do, he do. I think that was my guy, Balls Cowboy. He kind of spitted it out. Yes. You know, it's some good, exactly. it's good numbers, right? Exactly. He had good numbers. But let me tell you something. It shouldn't get to no garbage time for him to start playing like that. Let me tell you why. Because he had mm-hmm. all that talent, all that talent. You should be doing that between the first half and the third quarter. Why always come back on a garbage time when it makes no sense? You guys remember watching that Kansas City game this uh, last season? Right. Who, what, what, who would you blame that one on? How many touchdowns? Let me ask you this. In Kansas City, how many touchdowns did Pat Mahomes throw? Uh, zero. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And um, was did he have Tyreek Hill still on that team? Yes, he did. Travis Kelsey, was he still playing? Yes, he was. He was uh, playing. That's but, all credit to the defense. All, all credit to the Michael defense. Forces. Yeah. Who, who, who was who all starters on that team? And we had everybody on the, on the Kansas City game. Was Mike Gallup in that game? I think Gallup was there. Mike was. Lamb Gallup got knocked out. Exactly. Lamb got knocked out, exactly. and I don't think Coop even played in that game. And and we were playing musical chairs with that offensive line. You remember that? It was like, okay. Yeah, I was. Put that, I remember. Yeah, he was putting me in for a half of a snap, we, you know? We, yeah, I remember. We only had CD, really. We had CD, and he got knocked but, out of the game. And, and we moved exactly. – we literally moved the ball down the field with ease 
when they had Tony Pollard. Exactly. They had Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in at the same time. We moved a 30-yard big play. We got into the red zone, and they attempted to pass exactly. the ball four times. I, get, I, get I was like, I like, I why? What you, why? you just need to run it right now, Kelly Moore. You 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 run it. Yeah. You cashing it on the on those Kansas I mean, City chicks. Running for what though? Running for what? That's the to thing. score running the touchdown. Everybody score what? So he can get one yard. No, 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 no. I said keep keep both of those guys on the field. Run it with Tony. Score, get in. But they, they attempted to get down there halfway, and they went yeah. with the four-passing situation. And remember, they, they tricked us because all that week they were saying the Honey Badger would not play. He hurt or what have you. And then exactly. when it came down to Sunday, the Honey Badger was out there making plays. And my, my thing exactly. is, dude, it, my thing is this right here with Dak Prescott. Can the Cowboys win with Dak Prescott? Yes. Can they lose with Dak Prescott? Yes. But they need to go back to how they can win with Dak Prescott. I get it. He's not the best thing since sliced bread. Now, the Cowboys somehow 30-0 and 0 with Dak Prescott when they attempt to run the ball 25 or more. And I'm not saying that that's the magical secret sauce just because if you get a running back and you run him 25 times, you will win. But the odds would be that you can win with Dak. My thing is 22 to 25 attempts a game as far as throwing the ball is the secret sauce that Dak Prescott put a team around him to win. Now, in order to get yeah. some of those good, good quarterbacks, you're going to have to do two things. Those elite quarterbacks that did you have to sit back and grow with, like Tro- Trevor Lawrence and, and uh, uh, who else, uh, Zach yeah. Wilson and all of those. You have to be sucky. You have to be a sucky team yeah. to, be, to get those guys or do some crazy gorilla, crazy trading type of situations. And I'm quite yeah. sure that whatever Trevor Law did last year, juxtaposed to what Dak Prescott did last year, you go- you're going to want Dak Prescott versus Trevor Law. So, oh yeah. So you I mean, you got to figure thing, it Dak, out. Yeah, we got to figure it out. But like, I just hate the blame. I hate the blame. How we gonna blame Kellen Moore? We gonna blame Mike McCarthy? Yeah, they some bad. I, Mike McCarthy to me, you know, he's gonna be out of here if we we don't make it to the playoffs or lose a playoff game. I say he's getting fired. But let me ask you this: do, do do we beat the Forty ers if we didn't have fourteen penalties? No, I still say no. No, I still say no. Y'all don't beat. We don't beat them. No, I we still don't beat them. No. They wasn't ready. They wasn't ready. They they wasn't ready. I'm sorry. You know, I'm a Cowboy fan, diehard Cowboy fan. But everybody has eyeballs when they watch that television. And the moment the first the, the first play, Debo Samuel broke loose. I knew we wasn't ready. We wasn't ready. For we weren't ready. And that sucks about it because the whole season. Come on now, we was made to beat the Niners, dude. But that that particular game, we nah, no, fortunate. Nah, without them penalties, we still losing that shit. We, we still losing. Ready. Mike McCarthy wasn't ready. Nah, nah. Kellen Moore wasn't ready. One of these stupid ass RPOs every five seconds. Nah, we wasn't ready. Nah. I, I think I think I like think that if choked so much in the playoffs, who nobody, who who choked who choked the most? Who choked the most in that playoff game was was Dak Prescott, right? It was. I say it was the whole team's mentality. You could just tell the whole team's mentality. Like they, I mean, even the own coach said they were scared. So it's like they was nervous at that. They, 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 they was nervous, nervous. man. Like, it's like it, you shouldn't be nervous, man. When you got somebody like Michael Parsons, nobody in the league has somebody like that, man. Don't waste that man's career, man. Don't. That's one thing about these Cowboys, man. I'm all I want to see is them win a playoff game, get some growth in. But they always let us down, always, and it just gets on my nerves. And I blame Dak 110 percent because he is the guy with the ball in his hands, throwing it. 
I feel you. I have no rebuttal to Dak Prescott on that second-to-last drive. Uh, my guy MJ will call in and he said, hey, man, Law, Dak Prescott had a, had two minutes left on the clock. We had the ball. You remember that second-to-last drive? And, and we we got down there, and that yeah. was the incomplete pass to uh, Cedric. But I, I just believe that regardless of whether or not we, we got Dak, and there's nothing we can do at yeah. this point. So, no, and there's nothing so we, we can to, do about it. Don't so beat yourself up over it. Don't beat yourself up yeah, over it. That's your I'm quarterback now. Like, I, I did, that's my quarterback, exactly. That's my quarterback. I don't want to trade for nobody. I don't want to cut him, none of that. I want – you know, we still got Dak. Dak is still young. But right now, what I'm saying of what I'm seeing from these past seven years and being in the league, this man chokes, man, period, point blank. He chokes in these big games. He just, he, he doesn't, there's nothing. If everybody got eyeballs, they see it. And somebody Dude, in the comments said right now, he'd rather have Baker Mayfield. Nah, boy. Baker Mayfield ain't going to be no quarterback for nobody. Nobody rather have no Baker Mayfield. I'll take Dak over Baker 100 I take him any day out of the week over him. That's so, so the question is, what, what was, and, I, and I'm, this is not me putting lipstick on the pig or, or changing the narrative, but for the last 13 years, what was Aaron Rodgers' uh, uh, situation? What was his excuse? Um, shit. You don't, you don't really have an excuse. I mean, when you win the MVP two seasons in a row, I mean, like, I mean, they ain't no really excuses. I mean, like, that's why I'm, but not nah, fuck the Packers. We ain't going to talk about them because, man. <laughs> They, they ain't going to be nothing this year without Adams and Watts. Rodgers is really going to get exposed when he don't have none of his weapons. Watch. So, 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 so you have, you said you have the, same, the same heat that you have against Dak Prescott right now. You have it for Aaron Rodgers a little bit then. Is that the case, right? No, because, yeah, you can kind of say, but Dak has weapons. <laughs> That's the thing. Dak got weapons and he's not doing nothing with it. Man. Come on, man. You can't sit here and say that Dak – has not choked on any type of playoff game. I, I think, I think, I think that, I think that, that interception was terrible in that 49ers game. That, that really, if you go back and watch my uh, play-by-play, yeah. I said, I said, man, you can't give that interception right there because your defense yeah. is playing so good. Play the field, don't force it because it was like third and forever, and it was a, the craziest yeah. thing of it all. It was like a dump off pass, and it was to Cedric Wilson. And Cedric exactly, Wilson, but that's I was what like, I'm hating, though. That's what I'm hating about killing more. Stop putting these stupid ass fucking. Yeah, you just, just, just run the ball, run, run the ball. All he had to do on that Shell's defense is just run the ball. It's third down. It's third and forever. Run the ball, play exactly. the field, and see if your defense can do something. But by you throwing it, exactly. that that was that that play was a oh my god! Come on, Dak. But I'm not finna yeah. crucify his whole career over that. But I would tell you that 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 yeah, he do have to step up bigger in that type I mean, of game. He can't thing. throw the you know, interception. We can't crucify him. He's saying we can't crucify him. But bro, you gotta look at how much we paying this man. We are paying this man seventy five million a year. Of a year. I can't say yeah. that. And that pisses yeah. me off even saying that. Because we pay him this much to lose a playoff game. You can't even beat the Niners. You can't win a playoff game. We hand you this goddamn much money. That's what I'm saying. If we don't get, I'm not. Look, look, you, you got, you got kids. You got kids, fam. I do not have kids. Oh my god! But when you do have kids, if you do ever have kids, you gonna realize, man. Just because you buy, buy a new car and it's fresh doesn't mean they know how to drive it. And exactly. Kelly, Kelly Moore. 
I'm telling you, I'm not I'm putting it all on him, but the philosophy, the, but the philosophy on how he's how he's driving his car is like, man, you got to run on a quarters defense. You got to run on pass defense. You can't pass on pass defense. You can't just continue to do it and force it on them like that, especially with the kind of caliber of quarterback that you got in the system that you're operating out of. You can't. But we're we going to see, though. We're going to see. This season, you know, I'm. it's always Super Bowl for me because it's like one one caller said, uh, like, maybe maybe yesterday he said, he's like, if you're not playing the game to get to the Super Bowl, then what the hell are you playing for? And I see eye to eye with that. You know, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, just win a playoff game. You know, maybe, you know, just win a playoff game, you know? We no, no doubt, it. man. I appreciate you, man, for calling in, man. What's your name, fam, so I can highlight you, man? My name is Josh, bro. Josh, man, appreciate you so much, man. You have a good day and a better yeah, tomorrow, Josh. It's a good call yeah. from you, man. And, yep. Hey, and those chat, you got to tell them one thing, though. The chat over here crucifying me. Hey, y'all need to stop it. You call in and say your piece. Then we start, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell them to call in and spit their mind, right? Yeah, you call you know? in and spit your mind and see what people got to say. <laughs> God yeah, damn. yeah. I, hey, hey. That's yeah. what I love. I love strong opinions, man. You got to continue to have that because you're passionate. You, at the end of the day, yeah, you want you you want Prescott to get the ring. You just calling him I out. I want Prescott to get the ring. I want the Cowboys to get the ring. Right. I want us to right. stop holding. If Dan caught it, we would have won the Super Bowl that year. I want us to get this motherfucking <laughs> ring because I know what the fuck we are as a team. Yeah, we appreciate you so. Much. We are American <laughs> team, and we need to bring him a ring. That's all it. No doubt, man. Appreciate you, man. What love to you as well, Josh, man. That's a good call from Josh, man. I, I get exactly his points. I get exactly what he's feeling and what he's going through and, and how he's – hold on. I got, I got another call over here. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me mute y'all right quick. That was the queen of the Peace Corps. All right, Lamar, I got shanked with the butter knife. You know, by this butter knife, oh, my effing G. You know, uh, we got to stop comparing Dak to Mahomes, Rodgers, et cetera. That arm talent. That's the arm talent. Dak is a mechanical quarterback, so he throws – his throws are based off of his footwork and arm angles. Just stop it. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, two different kinds of calibers of quarterbacks. I, I get it. I get it, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, you got me pinned to the wall right there. And I'm glad that you mentioned Mahomes and Rodgers. Dak, Dak is more on the arm talent and and. and, and Please don't shank me with the butter knife, you know, because I can hear people going to hear me. I, I'm going to go ahead and hit this thing. That's the thing that you guys about to hear. I think that Dak Prescott arm is more on the levels of a, of a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. You get what I'm saying? Tom, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, they're not known for their rocket of an arm, right? But the decision makers and everything else, and the style and the kind of caliber of offense that they played in, I think that Dak is more of that mode. If you put Dak Prescott in a system like Tom Brady played in, maybe you see more of those type of things. And in between, like uh, Russell Wilson is like pretty much in between 
the arm talent, the arm talent, not the actual productions of whatever the pro the product that they that you can see. Russell Wilson is more in between a Pat Mahomes and Dak, as far as the arm, if you if I can say that in so many ways. And if you think I'm if you think I'm wrong, the Cowboys brought in a guy that threw five four hundred yards in his college career. And I was doing the assessment, but they didn't sign this man. He got unbelievable arm talent. And his name is Starkle. I think his first name is Nick Starkle. Look him up. Unbelievable arm talent. He can throw the deep ball. And I was saying like, dang. When I started doing my investigation on him, research and, and everything, Nick Starkle. I think he started off at Texas A&M, got into it with Fisher, Jimbo Fisher, and then he went off to another school, and then he went off to another school and made it back to Texas A&M for their pro day. But if you look up Nick Starkle, the dude got extremely arm talent. He would have been, if he made this team, if he would have made the tryouts, Nick Starkle would have had the strongest arm on his team. He would have had the best arm talent on this team. But the problem is with Nick Starkle is not about accuracy and it's not about the, the initial arm talent. It's just the consistency of his game. He would literally throw a fault. He can throw the hole off the football. And I was going to say, yeah, San Jose. Yeah, from San Jose. So he went to Texas A&M, got beat out, got into his feelings. And he said in the interview, man, I, I, I just – I was just young and immature. I wanted to be the starter. So he went to Texas A&M, got into the transfer, trans, transfer portal, went to Arkansas, played a season there from Arkansas. I'm just going off my recall in my mind. And then from Arkansas, he went to San Jose, won the championship there, and then, then sussed out his last year. <laughs> and I think that is how it goes. But Nick Starkle, I promise you, when I was looking at his tape, I was like, ooh, all of these quarterbacks in trouble. What what what's happening here? I bet somebody right now typing in Nick Starkle, and you go down that pathway and start looking up his. his, his I said, man, and you know what made me start to look him up because this is what made me. And I'm, and I'm gonna answer the rest of the people that's in the phone calls. He's just hold tight. There was a clip out there, and I was like, you know me, I love the Cowboys, so I'm following all of the numbers. I said, who in the hell is number five? Who is number five? You're gonna see it. Not on this part right here. You're going to see it. And, yeah, I'm still rolling, Jay Lombardi. I'm still rolling. I said, right there, that's Nick Starkle right there. I said, who is number five? That ball came out good. And I started research, and I started researching. I said, there's not a number five outside of Brian Anger on his team. And I started researching, and I started researching, and I started looking up film. I stood up all night looking at film of Nick Starkle. The dude got an arm. The dude got a cannon. But the Cowboys didn't sign him, though. You know, but it is what it is. Uh, but don't fall in love with arm talent. There's a lot of nuances that goes with the game. Uh, 601, you're live. Hey, hello? Yeah, you're live, fam. Talk to me. Hey, you ought to recognize the area code, fam. Yeah. 601, man, from Mississippi. Yeah, I see the sip. I know it, man. <laughs> what's, 
What's hey, good? Hey, we rock with you down here, man. You you, you keep it 100 on this YouTube thing. Man, man. I we, try, man. We love some Law Nation, bro. I love it that you guys love it, man. And I love that you call it in, especially when I see that 601 up there, man. Talk to me, man. What That's you what got? Hey, hey, this is what I got. I want to talk to Cowboy Nation just for a second, Law. Just for a second. Cowboy Nation, we are the only franchise that argue over our own superstars. Now, now let, let me tell you yeah. where that comes from. You know, that, that down here in Mississippi, you know, poop rolled downhill now. You know that, Law. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and the, the, the people at the top, Catboy Jones and all them, <laughs> what, what, what they do, they demagogue our own players to get us arguing over each other, arguing with each other. It's his fault. It's their fault. They won't just cut this, Brian. They got to slang him and slander him and drag him through the mud. Right. They got to dog his name out. Yep. And then they get us arguing with each other. They, <laughs> they won't just cut Amari Cooper. They won't just say, thank you, Cooper, for all what you did. We wish you well. No, they got to slander him. And then we get to arguing over each other. So this is what I want to say to Cowboys Nation. Stop doing Cowboy work for him. Stop arguing. Dak Prescott is good enough to win a Super Bowl. Yep. He needs a supporting cast like anybody else. We always mm. talk about Aaron Rodgers being the, 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 the gold standard of quarterbacks. But how many Super Bowls have he won without a good supporting cast, Law? So mm. so 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 look at us now. We we're looking at a third round draft pick in, in the Talbert kid who come from a small school who haven't shown that he can run the entire route tree, and we hoping he saves us. Now, when he can't, or if he can't, who's going who gonna, who gonna to get the blame? It's going to be that can't get it done. Mind you, he's coming up for a contract in about two or three years. Right. It's going to be we can't do this. Trayvon did give up too many yards. He's coming up for a contract. We got to stand together and support these players. Brit Diggs will start on 31 other teams in the NFL. That will start on 20 out of the 32 teams at minimum. So we got players. We got ballers. We just need a supporting cast. The man has got everything you need to, to lead a team to the Super Bowl. He got leadership. He got the talent. He just need a little supporting cast. And, and we got to stop doing cowboy work for him with yeah. his divide and conquer mentality. Yes, indeed, man. You spit some yoga flames over there, man. And, and this, this is the thing. Allow, look, they got to allow Jalen Tober to make his mistakes. He, he got to grow. He got he to go, grow. Yeah. He, he, he got to get used to the NFL speed. He got to get used to running an entire route tree. And, 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 and so if, 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 the first, if we come out slow in the first week or two or three, oh, Jalen Tober, they, you know, we, we can't fall for the hype, man. Yeah. And we, we can't lose Amari Cooper and then think a third-round draft pick just going to replace him and we ain't going to miss a stride. Come on, man! Man, you spitting some boy. You boy, what part of what part of that Mississippi? Which one of those eighty-two counties you in? Meridian, man. Meridian. Okay. Alabama line, man. Ain't from Natchez, from you from, but I I rock with Natchez, but I'm in Meridian, man. Yeah. I I just want to say, Cowboys Nation, Cowboys Nation, we 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 got to support our players, and and we got to stand tall and let the management know. We ain't stupid. We mm. know how the salary cap is run. We, we, right. we know what laudable years is. We know all the salary cap shenanigans. And then when you got, you know, in June June the 2nd, there'll be, like, $22, 23000000 million under the cap. What you doing with all that money? Yeah. What you Ooh, doing with all that money? Oh, 
boy, right, straight out of Meridian, man. You boy, you boy, you preaching today, man. Ooh, Law, 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 we rock with you, man. We, oh, we went no having to stuff if you wouldn't keep it up saying, baby. So we, I, I got, I got to say it. Go on, go away, man. So, so, so. We, hey, keep keep us keep us fed, man. Keep us motivated, but keep us, keep our eyes open so we don't be blind to all these little tricks and shenanigans at the media. It, how, 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 let me ask you this before I get off your thing, Law. Uh-huh. How, how long is it going to be before the local Dallas media start putting out video clips of uh, Trayvon Diggs giving up 800, 900 yards? How, how long is it going to be before they start, you know, trying to find some leverage and, 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 and trying to – um, show us why he shouldn't be one of the highest-paid cornerbacks in the league. We can't fall for the what you call it, bull sugar. We yeah, can't bull, fall sugar, the bull sugar, man. Sugar, yeah, you know, no, no, it's the build-up. <laughs> it. It's the build-up now. You know, <laughs> that's what they do. They gonna build them up, and then right around week six, week seven, that's when they gonna start inserting the little hey, 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 hey. He gave up this. He gave up that. So right now, it's too soon. Go. It's too soon right now. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, look. Keep, keep keep us informed, man. Keep the curtain pulled back. We, we, we ain't going to fall for the Wizard of Oz. Keep the curtain pulled back. I'm going to keep it, keep doing keep your it thing, bro. We're going to keep rocking with you. One love to you, man. My guy from Meridian. Meridian, <laughs> Mississippi, baby. All right. Yeah, that's my dog right there, man. Shout out to EC, East Central, visit East Community College out there, man. I used to drive down that way, you know. <laughs> Oh, my ECU, I believe. East Community College, man. ECCU or something like that. It was co- close to Meridian. But shout out to Meridian, man. Off of 20 and everything, baby. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that was a good call from him. I wasn't even ready for that one, man. Oh, my goodness, man. Um, do we have – is this another 601 or just the same person? 601, you live. What's going on, though? Nothing to it, man. What part of Mississippi are you from? Man, I'm from right outside of Jacktown, Madison, Mississippi, man. Okay, from Meridian to Madison now. Okay, oh, oh, so you already know when I was talking to my guy, VIP, about that Madison cop that pulled me over. If you was watching at the time, you already know what I was going through. But talk to me, man. Oh, yes, sir. Most definitely, man. Hey, you know how they do it around here, bro. <laughs> but I ain't going to want to outspeak my wisdom teeth, man. What's going on with you, man? Talk to me. Man, nothing much, man. Just letting you know, like like my brother said, man, we support you over here in Mississippi, man. Yeah. And, man, keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. And, man, listen, the caller before that said we got to put all the blame on that. Come on, man. We can't do that, baby. It's a team sport. I know, man. I know. It's a team sport, bro. I know. We can't put all – he, he deserves some blame. Yeah. We can't yeah. put all the blame on him. Yeah. Coming off an of injury, I mean – who expected Dak to play like he did in the first six weeks? Yeah. Coming off the injury that he had in the shoulder that they yeah. say, you know, that was so bad. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was meat falling off the bone, and it, and they kind of limited his reps. And like you said, Dak, Dak do get a beat of, uh, of, of, of some of the blame, but not all. But I feel what you're saying. I feel exactly what you're well, saying. Well, yeah, man. I just had to call in, man, show my support, man, and, hey, Cowboy Nation, man, listen, we went 12-5. and five. Right. We're going to build on that 12-5 and five and keep rolling. We got to keep rolling. And like You're the right. caller said before, we can't divide ourselves. We got to, we got to, yeah, we can disagree. Right. That's all right. We still need to stand together and, and rock on, baby. But yeah, I'll holler at you later, Law. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Shout out to 
Madison, Mississippi. <laughs> oh my God, my Mississippi flavor's coming in, man. Hey, but we got St. Louis in the house now, man. Hey, MJ, you're live from the 206. What up, what up, y'all? I'll tell you, Before man. Before we get it going, everybody on the phone that's listening to my boy, Paul Cash, let's do a moment of silence for all the little beautiful kids in Texas that oh, lost yeah. their life. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, MJ, don't have me crying now, man. What's good, man? What you got for the show, man? Talk to me, man. <laughs> you know. Thank you, Paul. Hey, man, it's just good. I hear you talking about the deck, and you brought up what I said with the two minutes left. Oh, yeah. But like I said, hey, guys, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to come down to Kellen Moore. He must do creative stuff. He must. If he don't do like he's supposed to with them people, because it's a copycat league, the team's going to start. And it's, oh, right. let's look at that Denver tape. Let's look at that San Francisco tape. And if he don't come with the idea what to do, then we're in trouble. Yep. All up to that knucklehead. Kellen Moore, if you listen, I hope you're in that office coming up with some plays to help my quarterback. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, my quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> uh-huh. That's the same thing that happened to Romo. We, yeah, we had a few times when we was the best, had the best record, mm-hmm. and then I still was kind of nervous because back then I thought our defense wasn't that good, even though we was thirteen and three. Yeah, it, I'm still mad at that. God, mm. we should have been in the Super Bowl. I'm not mad at that. I'm mad at that Giants team when it was nine and seven. And we had the best record, and they came in there, and we had a 14-3 lead with uh, 52 seconds left before halftime. Yeah. And the quarterback drove for the Giants uh, down the field with 50 seconds left and scored a touchdown and made it 14-10. to Yeah. Now oh, that pissed me off. That, that lost the game. It did. That did it. If we would have stopped him there, we would have got that Giants team. The Giants team beat us. Well, yeah, the final score was 21-17. They stopped. We, had, we was at the 20-yard line, but it was too late. They had us. It's too late. That was the game I'm still mad of. We would have been in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you. The Giants took out. Remember that? Uh, yeah, that yeah. The, the Giants took out Super Bowl. That's the year they won the Super Bowl when they beat us. You're right. You're right, Oh, man, man ain't that crazy? Every time we beat a top team, a team goes to the Super Bowl. It, it, that, that, that's that's reality, man, and uh, it's crazy, man. But you know, that is crazy. It is what it is, MJ. You know how it goes with the Dallas Cowboys and everything else that's that, that's around the table of of conversation talk with the Cowboys. Hey, but, but did you hear about the camp? But, what what, hey. what you got? What you got? Before I let you go, man. That camp, man. Hey, there's a lot of players showing off right now. But when they, I want to see what they do with the equipment. Uh, the ID in, the, uh, the young tackles, them rookies, you got to remember. The conference has been locked. A lot of them players, they should have been in the league last year. Yep. Why they doing so, why they doing so good this year, they had to wait a year because of COVID, you know. And we got some, we got some gyms. 
and uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a crazy camp. But yes, it's gonna be crazy. We are gonna have a good team this year, but it's all gonna boil down to Kelly Moe if the Cowboys can make it to get the playoff. We need to go all the way. No Let's doubt. Go. We get we get we gotta go all the way this time. We gotta stop playing around. No doubt, what's, man. I appreciate you, MJ, man. Let, let me hear. Let me hear you say it, man, before I let you go, fam. How about them cowboys? Yes, indeed. That's my guy, MJ. That's my guy, Beautiful man. Show. man. Appreciate Hello. you, man. That's my guy, man, MJ. All right, I'm gonna try to run through these, man, because I actually got to talk to my uh, my, my little one. She, she got her hair done, and uh, she can't wait to show me. So she's she's about to jump in here in a few. So uh, we're gonna run through these right here. I got the uh, seven five seven. You live? Hey, what's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? You caught me at the ATM right now, getting this money real fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, just just slide, <laughs> just slide one of those uh, dead presidents over here, man. <laughs> Andrew you, you, Jackson, you he's want, my favorite bro, one. Give me some of the in the background, you know what's happening. Ah. <laughs> but but we take the kind that jingles too, little. You know, you can slide some, some quarters over here. We take hey, that. Look, I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you well, want me to hit I, you, you know, back, man? You want me to hit you back? I got I got another call I can squeeze in right quick. Oh no, no, you good? I just hopped back in the whip real fast. Okay, I just hopped back in the whip. <laughs> <laughs> Drop dropping in. But, you, you, uh, you got the Cadillac? What you rolling in, man? Hey man, the Honda Santa Fe, man. Okay, 2017. <laughs> Santa Fe. I heard they good on gas, man. You know, yeah, they good on gas. I, I, I was the, the Honda dude. I was a Honda, not the Honda, but you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> this joint be rolling though. This joint be rolling, but you know, I'm calling you. You know, I'm going to Panama tomorrow, but oh. so, you know, I just had to listen to you real fast, man. Okay. Before I take off. Oh man, congratulations, so, man! Uh, out there, going out. What's the occasion? Oh, uh, anniversary, man! Me and the wife leaving out. Okay. By the, she's a Giants fan, by the way, man. Oh. I don't know. I don't know what the hell going on up in my house, man. Well, they got Steve Smith now as a coach. It's gonna be some fire oh, reaction. Snap. It's gonna be some fire reaction over there. You know, on the sideline. You know, short man right. syndrome gonna be crazy. Right. Yeah, but but you know I'm calling in basically because you know I heard I heard a fan before uh, he was talking about basically just blaming everything on Dak. I'm just like, we gotta give Dak a little break out here, man. Because yeah. I mean, we literally if we all watch the same playoff game, the San Francisco 49ers opened the game up. I think they ran the ball like nine times and took it into the house. Didn't even put the ball up in the sky. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying. That's a bad way to start the game off. And I don't believe shit Mike McCarthy tells him. Right, right. But he actually he actually let the truth slip out in his press conference after the game when he said that we was nervous. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That's that, the truth. That was the truth. That blows right there. Because man. it showed yeah. in the first drive. So it's not about that. I mean, it is about that. That that can also make better plays. I'm not going to say everybody can play better as a whole, but we all know whoever has played football in their life, it's a team game, man. It is. We yeah. each got to complement each other. You know what I'm saying? So if your defense starts off allowing the team to go up the field with nothing but runs, that's demoralizing. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't just demoralize the defense. You got on the offense, we looking like, damn. Because I'm, I'm used to play O-line. Oh, we wow. looking like, damn. Mm-hmm. We got to respond right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got and to respond now. Yeah. You got to. You don't want to. It needs to be 0-0 zero, zero at all times out this month. So all right, so 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 here's my thing on Dak Prescott and, and um, what I want to see him improve on, and and that is just taking control of the pl- the, the plays. Just take control of it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. I, I don't want to see. I don't even want to see him change his jersey number. I know he used to wear what fifteen. Boy, keep that four on that motherfucker. Boy. <laughs> I don't care about that. Right. Like you know. Like, but like, if I see y'all go to the huddle one more time and y'all look confused one more time, I might have to fly down to Dallas myself, man. <laughs> I might have to get down there myself, bro. Because I I play a lot of football, right. but we never, no, our coaches will never, never allow us to go. If you don't know, if you look confused going to the huddle, you probably getting pulled the next play, man. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? We need mm-hmm. to know what we're calling. Why is C.D. Lamb running to you from the wide receiver position? You got a whisper in his ear. Man, you're supposed to be running the post. Whatever the hell are you telling him? And right. you got to run back to where the hell you got to go back. We should all know this in the huddle. Yep. Know, know, know your, your play design and then understand that even, you know, sometimes you will see the offense – coordinator and the and the quarterback sitting going over like hey these are the things that I need to do in this series I'm seeing this and I need to do that and and even if it's for Kellen Moore I know you get a more of a vibe or a good feeling when you're on the sideline even if it's taking Kellen Moore and taking his butt and putting him in the press box you know so he can see the entire field Whatever he got to do. Whatever he got to do, man. <laughs> just, look, he can probably see it better. Like, dog, they oh, they dropping all of these DBs. Let me just let me right. look at where I can run the ball at. <laughs> oh, another thing with Kellen. Another thing with Kellen. I think I don't know if it was this show that I was listening to, or if it was like a show another day. Right, 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 right. Man, this dude Kellen needs to start calling these. He needs to understand what the hell momentum is, bro. Like, if we throwing, like, I think it was a few years ago we lost to the Vikings. And Amari Cooper had some – I mean, he was making tiptoe catches on the sideline and mm-hmm. shit. I'm like, man, who – I'm like, who is Amari Cooper and Dak right now? I'm like, they just had this this lifeline with each other. Like, I don't even understand, man, why the passes were so sharp that day. Like, you know what I'm saying? And for him to end the game trying to hand the ball – or I, I can't remember if it was a handoff or a pass mm-hmm. to Zeke. That's the type of shit I'm talking about. That right. Like, it's demoralizing. Like, you no, know no. – no doubt, man. You, you right on the money, there. man. With hey, one, one more topic, man, before I let you go, because I gotta let my guy Tyreek yeah. in the DT. They next. Yes, sir. You got you got anything else? Oh, last thing, last thing. Uh, because I know you said you want to see Dak work on one more thing. Yeah, yeah, Dak yeah. Needs to stop being PC in these damn press conferences. You need to keep it real with us. Everything ain't pieces of cream up in that locker room. And I know you got if you if because I was listening to you on Big Game James and uh. I was listening to y'all show the other day, and y'all was uh-huh. talking about Dak being PC. Right. And I was just like, you know what? That's what, And y'all was talking about Peyton Manning going off and Tom Brady going off. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know what? That's real talk. That's real talk. Man. Yeah. But, but, you, talk, but, but you know, you know, you know. 
<laughs> you know that man, can't happen. I just want a real guy, man. You, 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 real you, up in there, man. You, you can't, you can't <laughs> look. You can't look, 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 look. There'll be a whole two-hour conversation <laughs> if I go down okay. that way of Dak Prescott being PC, you know, and oppressive <laughs> or, or, or on the field because you know how oh. perception is reality to most people. Yeah. And, and I, and I can't yeah. let Dak Prescott, he got, he got to be button up guy. They already, they already got him with the, <laughs> Hey, they, they didn't like his tattoos. So they got him wearing long sleeves already. They like, right. we don't like the tattoo. It just display right. a wrong imagery. Oh, I'm talking too much. Oh, my bad, man. Right. I appreciate you, man. You have a good one. Yes, <laughs> let's let's go. Bye-bye. All right. I talk too much, man. I talk too much. Why Dak Prescott don't go slaveless? Well, 585. Tariq, you're live. Yo, what's going on, Law Nation? Cowboy Nation, stand up. Like, share, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Hey, man, I'll say this first, man. Uh, I just want to say RIP to the people in Buffalo and the people in Texas, the kids in Texas, you know what I mean? Most certainly. Most uh, certainly. That was a tra- real tragic thing that's been happening over the last couple of weeks. Needs to mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. Uh, need to come be- uh, come to better, uh, come together better as a nation and a, uh, a society of people. Right. Uh, this, this is my thing. Uh, with Dak Prescott, everybody has to understand this, you know. Uh, Dak Prescott is our leader. He's our quarterback. We got to right. be behind him just like we were behind Tony Romo when he's throwing on them damn interceptions at the end of games yeah. and losing games. Uh, Nobody no. ever wants to bring that shit up. No, they but, don't want to bring you know, that. that's a fact. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my, my other thing, too, every, uh, a lot of people understand this man got paid his money that he uh, rightfully deserved. Uh, can't get mad at him because the Joneses didn't want to pay him early. That's on them. They yeah, had to no. bite the bullet on that. Yeah. They had to flip that bill. Yeah. Uh, and my other thing too, we all human beings. We all go through things. Uh, Dak had his foot off, uh, off his foot, uh, his foot off his leg, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> some years back, yep. and he needed some time to recover. And uh, my my other thing is too, uh, Dak went through some real traumatic stuff too in his in his own private life. Uh, losing a brother right. and losing his grandmother. Last year, uh, yeah. those I'm pretty sure those are real close people. Uh, close people dear to his heart. Yeah. So you know, if a person is going through something, people got to be more understanding. I understand this is a business. I understand this is entertainment. But at the end of the day, beginning and in the end of the day, we're all human beings, and right. we got to be a little bit more understanding about situations. That man gave us all he had. That's what he had in the tank. Uh, we want a little bit more out of him. He understands that. I'm pretty sure he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure the type of person Dak Prescott is, he's gonna he's looking to improve because let's keep it real. From his rookie season, nobody expected him to come in here and do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we still had a Tony Romo, so people had to understand that too. They need to understand that. Uh, the dude been taking leaps every year. He's been getting better every season. Uh, is now is this is his team. And I think he understands that this is his team, and he has to do what he has to do because he got a person like Stephen Jones breathing on his damn neck. You know what I mean uh, uh, that that wants to go do something else eventually, mm. uh, and he has a coach that knows this is his last year. So I'm pretty sure they're going to go for it. And and Kellen Moore, everybody is 
this season, I really believe, is all hands on deck. I'm glad that they went and and tried to uh, go on to be a tougher team instead of this finesse, uh, 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 glamour team. We don't need to be that no more. We right. need to be a dirty team uh, and go for it, man. So that's all I got to say about that. And I'm about to get up out of here, love, and, and get up off of Dak Prescott. That's our quarterback until he's not in, until he's not our quarterback. So we got to support him. If we true Cowboy fans, we're gonna support him and the rest mm-hmm. of this team, thick and thin. No fair weather fans, all in. DC for life, man. Peace. That's good. That's a good call from Tariq, man. Uh, and, and I love his assessment because he he's he's always uh, a person of 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 that kind of caliber of letting you know like the good and the bad and, and he he calls throughout the entire year. If you guys see Alex, he is the Eagles enforcer. <laughs> he he's a mod. I I I told you guys a couple of weeks back that I would like to have a, a, an Eagles mod, a a Washington mod, a, a Giants mod. And he hit me up on my um Twitter inbox and he gave a, a great assessment why it's necessarily for for him to be a mod and 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 i'll be watching you closely alex though so don't just be kicking people out for no reasons uh mods rules are are basically as long as there's no personal attacks uh as long as there's no repeat words and 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 those bots that come in they kick those people out you know so but 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 long as there's no personal attack let people speak freely with independent opinions uh, we shouldn't be shallow with our thoughts, and and they know. Make it, I make it no element of surprise. <laughs> I can't stand the Eagles, and I definitely can't stand the Washington Commanders. Well, well, I don't know who the Washington Commanders are, you know. So it's the Redskins that I can't stand, but the Commanders, you know, we'll find out who they are. Uh, and I can't stand the Giants, you know, uh, especially. Uh, for what they did uh, to us in 2007, I, I will never forget that. And and real talk, they were running the ball. That what really got us. That that big old boy. What was his name? I forgot his name. War 26, I believe. He was the reason why they beat us. And it goes back to like, dog, just last year. It tends to be like we get outmatched physically. You know, that, that just kills me, you know, as it relates to these playoff non-victory. What was that big boy name? Brandon Jacobs. Oh, my God. He, he was the one. He was the one. And he scored the touchdown. He took the football and smashed the, uh, the, the clock or what have you, spiked the clock. He he wore 27. Yeah, appreciate you. Big Brandon Jacobs. I thought it was 26, but it was Brandon Jacobs. It just seems as if though we didn't want to tackle him. (laughs) We were still having Cabo Sands on our mind, you know. He was a grown man, football altogether. 904, DT, you're live. Hey, man, it's good talking to you, and I'm telling you that that award, you're going to get that award one day, or maybe the best announce on youtube or whatever but man, <laughs> i appreciate it no i appreciate you it, have man. no idea how you help us but i, I i'm with you i don't like the redskins giants because they used to work at giant stadium because you know Ooh. i was born and raised in newark oh, wow. in Maryland before I joined the Navy. oh wow hmm? oh wow yeah 
wow. Yeah, right there where, where Jimmy Hoffa was supposed to have been buried at. Mm. I, I used to work there. Mm. Yeah, doing football season. But, you know, uh, I, and, and people, and I'm going to bring this up about Dak. Since Dak's been in the league, he ain't never had a decent offensive coordinator. Talk to me about it. Yo, like, like no he cerebral had, guy. Yeah. Ooh, right. boy. Ooh. When, 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 when we bought yeah. Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper <sighs> schooled him, hey, they, they sitting on us. They sitting on us. And then we started beating them. I, I hated to see Amari the way they treated him. That was just a personal thing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I, like, I like this draft. I like this draft. I think we're gonna fool a lot of people. Everybody got talking about the Eagles, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I like for you to underestimate me because that make me work harder. That make me work harder. I like this draft. I think we're gonna fool a lot of people. Oh, one more thing before I forget, Jacksonville, because I'm you know I live in Jacksonville now. Okay. Uh, they can't wait for the Cowboy Game Boy people talking. <laughs> man, because there's a lot of Cowboy fans down here, yeah, so that, that place almost sold out. Yeah. You coming here? Oh, um, th- there's a slight possibility that I will be in Jacksonville and, in, in, of course, the, uh, the the Nashville game, uh, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so it, it could be a quite quite possibility. We're working out the numbers now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, I think we're going to fool a lot of people. And like a caller back said what Mike McCarthy said, that they was afraid. If Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones wanted to get rid of him, that was the time to fight him right then. After that, you bye, you out of here. Yeah, they were scared. Yeah, they were. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> please. What, imagine if, if if all these people talked to him when he was boxing like that. He wouldn't have not man. Please, uh uh-uh, uh, no, Mm-mm. no, you go in there anger like the the three hundred. Yeah. You remember that the three hundred uh, movie? Yeah. And it's the Spartans. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 I, I remember when Nick Sables they won the championship and he took his players to see um with a red tail, red tail. Right. We fight, we fight. Yeah, motivate them. That's your job. Mm-hmm. And Kellen Moore, I, I'm gonna let you go after this. Um I heard one of the guys that was on one three point five who was on YouTube. I think his name is Brian, the older dude with the glasses. Brian Broaders, yeah. Yeah, he said when Mike McCarthy was in the meeting, he had he, he, Kellen Moore would be doing all the talking. He had nothing to say, and he also said when Kellen Moore gets in trouble, he let Dak have everything. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he need to go up there in the booth, get off the damn ground, go up there yeah. in the booth. Yes, yeah, so like go up there with uh with Dan Quinn. That's mm-hmm. where you belong. Oh yeah. But I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna fool a lot of people this year, man. I, and I hope to see. You. I'm gonna try to get back down to Dallas, me and my sons again this year. Most certainly, man. I can't yeah. wait. To, can't wait to bump into you again, man. Uh, I appreciate yeah, and, you so much, and, man. And, 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 uh, let me let me let me let me do one thing before I go. How about them cowboys? Yeah, let's go with it, D <laughs> T. That's my dog, man. Let me give him a, a dog bark with this one, man. This is a marathon show. I appreciate everybody. Down, boy, down, down, down. Down, boy, down, down. Sheesh. <laughs> the way you let the dog out. All right, Parsons. Be, 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 be patient with me, Parsons. Um, here's the thing, uh, Cowboy Nation. I really, 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 really can't wait for the season to kick off. And 
this is the situation and scenario that this team must figure it out a way. They must. But let's not be shy of anything. Uh, I'm hearing reports right now. I'm hearing reports right now that's coming in uh, from goodbye from my sister station. <laughs> oh, 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 you want me to patch you in? Do you got them set up right? Oh, oh, I think you do. Oh, we got some more breaking news, man. Oh, man, hold on to your seats, baby. Go ahead with it. We're live. I talk stuff. I thought we had it. But it goes to show you who's the better team. And I'm sticking Cowboys. You're, You're crying. I'm hurt. I love my Eagles. I don't believe it. You gonna flap the hat one more time for the Eagles for the hard fight we did? Let's go, birds fly, Eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. Oh, the reports! <laughs> oh my gosh, man! I cannot believe it. Shout out to you, lady. Uh, thank you for that insight and that important news. <laughs> flap the hat. Y'all let me know if that ever is going to get old, man. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. That, that is too much fun. I, I believe that every time I play that clip, I get an extra day to live. I get a, a, God himself has added an extra day to my life because I'm bringing laughter upon the universe or the multiverse or the world. <laughs> and even the Eagles fans that's watching right now, you guys are even laughing at that one, right? <laughs> oh my goodness, man. For those who tune into this channel, be sure to hit that like, share this content, and subscribe. Help me grow. And as I grow, we grow, right? Or as we grow, we all grow, however that saying goes. But it's all about war, the mentality of your mind, sake to keep things in front of you and continue to march. Jim Rowan once said, when the end comes for me, let it find me, conquering a new mountain, not sliding down an old one, meaning that he's continued to find another task, another opportunity to take hold and grab it, to never let it go. And I want you guys to do the same, right? And I'm gonna say this just like I say all the time, there's one thing a man should always do, mainly to himself be true. Never allow someone to change your point of view unless what they bring makes sense to you. Never judge a man by sight alone, nor by the height he has grown. And when speaking, keep it at a moderate tone because raised voices turn torts into stone. You see in the beginning, it was brother, I will roll with brother, ride with brother. The morals of life, live love and respect for another. Then there are those who will try to be smart. They'll take a decent man and alter his heart until they seek to rip him apart. Those men, no man should call a friend because they bend lies around the truth until they meet their end, Cowboy Nation. Let's continue to find ways to grind in the educations for the nation to understand that we are all the same. Regardless, we bleed that silver and blue. 
that is what happened if you try to cut us, right? And we're going to throw them hands now. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. But let me see some blue hearts in the chat. I tell people all the time, if you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad, you don't get tired of it. I can say that a thousand times. And that's right. Because they already know. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? It's not. It's not. And if dogged and grim and besieged and beset it, with the help of almighty Cowboy Nation, you will get it. When you pray for rain, you gotta deal with the mud too. So let me see some blue hearts in the chat, man. If you're a team of another color, you can put your team up there too. Cowboy Nation, that's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go. We up out. Yo, one love, baby. Not two loves, like the last call of the other day. He said, Law, I'm a Atlanta Falcon fan too. No, 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 no. It's silver and blue all day. Nowadays, nothing really is Come ice. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's ice. I got what you get on blinking. She ice. Freeze. Freeze. Photo. Photo. Please. No photos. No, no. Jeez. No, no. No. Please. No photos. Hit the door and the dome and just whole team here. Money some. Still young, but I move like a new deal to my lawyer. If you're down in my management, I'm just warming up a way to lie. Open to the saw the numbers one. Let's go. Different colors in my baggy life. Shout out to JR214, Lamar. Appreciate y'all. Let's go. Shout out to all of the subs. Oh, I done gave y'all. How long I been like? Five hours. Let's go. Yeah. Nowadays, nothing really is. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I'm like, Yeah. sure to check out lawnationsports.com that's my website it's mine it may be small now it's gonna be bigger later I guarantee customary now <laughs> good show appreciate y'all check it out on iTunes as well Roku devices and I believe I believe I'm on Spotify check it out there Amazon TV we live
YouTube. You know it. Be sure to check out 105.3 The Fan, DallasCowboys.com, and Twitter and Twitch. On all of those stations. say to all of the people that didn't like this now so the cocaine's happening when does that crack come into play for you <laughs> Turn back up. Ooh, Give me up, baby. <laughs> if a paper crank can fly then barely doesn't feel that far shot to cowboy sports so report by charles and charles so far, if a paper crank can fly That's my jam. We up out, baby. <laughs> Watch it. That's where, that's where the guts went. Just dropped them. No doubt. It missed the nasty time. It is. have to.